Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. What are you saying? I think I pissed Andy off. How would you piss me off? I don't know. Yeah, I'm recording. All right. Let's do this then. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We have Andy. Hey, now. <laughs> and George. Hey, guys. Hello, everyone. What this you, is episode- George, wait a minute, George. What are you using my hey, guys? I can't do that. <laughs> well, I could say... Uh, yeah, you got to steal... You got to do like me and steal something from some other show. Yeah. No. You got to do like me and steal something from some other show. Well, I had one, one day I had uh, Bonjour. Yeah. I'll try to start doing some different languages. Some of the best ones he said, let it bounce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great. Uh, yeah. I hope you didn't record any of that pre show stuff. Oh, yeah. It's um, in the bloopers. Mm hmm. Well, Is it in there? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, George. You don't even listen to your own show. I've, I've got to go. i got to go listen to that. If I'm, if I'm quiet during the recording tonight. Don't go, no, don't go right now. Oh, you gotta wait, man. I got to. Jeez. Oh, All right. This is episode 237. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I don't know. An answer? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting to hear everyone's week. <laughs> Didn't we do a show called What Are You Waiting For? I didn't listen to our show. I think we did, actually. Okay, what are you waiting for? Again. Okay. (laughs) What are you still waiting for? Yeah, why are you still waiting? Oh, what are you saving that for? Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, there you go. It's different. It's different. Okay. Yeah. Maybe say dust that thing off. (laughs) All right. Okay. So, who wants to go first as far as their week has been. Hmm? I don't know. You want me to go I first? Go. go ahead, go. George. Go ahead. You know, I, I was thinking, I just hadn't been flying much, and I've said that two or three weeks in a row, and I thought, I'm going to get some stuff out here and fly it. I got to looking around. The reason I haven't been flying, I had three or four helicopters laying here there that need this or that, that I've, you know, bumped the tail and stripped the gears out of the torque tube or something, and so I just got on a frenzy one day, and I fixed about three helicopters and got them all out there and flew them. Nice. And did the same thing with a couple of airplanes. I had one with the motor bat in it. And uh, I flew all this stuff this weekend and never touched the Mamba. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I feel like I you know, got quite a bit accomplished on the hobby end. I've been working on a couple of helicopter, well, 15 helicopter projects, and... Uh, We'll get into that more, but um, I've also been working on a boat, and I'm just having a ball with it, figuring it out. You know, engineering 3D printed parts with an old plastic hole from back in about 1970, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a really cool project. I got it out in uh, a little kiddie pool and tried it out. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, got it weighted down good where it wasn't just blowing water everywhere you know it was just putting it pretty much right into the surface and um 
let's see what else of course 3d printing stuff all the time um mostly right now parts for this boat i've got probably about another four or five days of printing for it and then i'm going to start on a, a big submarine oh cool man i'll try to get it done by the by september 18th for the uh, submarine regatta down in georgia i was checking out some subs on uh youtube man the sub guy or something it's called he's got a yeah that's that's bob he's gonna he's basically hosting it and getting everything set up oh that's cool yeah man he had the the nautilus i was checking that out and just it still intrigues me like how those subs actually operate Mm. have you seen steve hodges you know my buddy that comes down here all the time rc jet dude he's got a nautilus uh like that one that he's done this just breathtaking i've posted a bunch of pictures on tired iron of it and videos i think i have seen that yeah steve it was his idea about getting this regatta started and daryl our helicopter buddy daryl sprayberry he said i know just the place to have it so we went to that that clear spring and the rest is history they uh they got a lot of a lot of positive feedback and looks like a pretty good pretty good size event down there that's cool. So other than that, I'm getting ready to go camping this weekend. So I've been trying to make sure everything's packed in the bomber RV. I just love going regular camping in that thing, you know, non-RC events. Pull no, up and get a lot of looks. Yeah. They don't know whether to wave or turn around and run. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've had a busy week. I've had a really busy week at work. I've stayed. Uh, it's been like. 637 at night before i even get to look at a project and uh so i when i wasn't working on these little helicopters and stuff it was a bunch of 450 size and 500 size helicopters that i had that needed to work on but um i usually just try to work a little bit in here and there but yeah cool that's, that's, that's my week nice well i can go next Unless you want to go, Andy. Um, all I've done is 3D printing stuff, and since no one wants to hear it, screw you guys. Well, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, I was talking to the listeners. Oh. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, we have listeners? <laughs> we, we, yeah, like three people. We had listeners. <laughs> <There you laughs> no, um, yeah, 3D printing stuff. Got my... Um, printer all calibrated up uh i've got the the like dimensions within i don't know 0.05 millimeters on the x y and z Uh which i feel is pretty damn good since the resolution's like 0.1 right so i'm pretty happy with that i printed a couple different phone holder things as i was telling you guys before the start of the show uh, last yesterday I drove a, a truck all day. I didn't have anywhere to put my phone because of the way the cup holders design and stuff, it just, it was just kind of shitty. So I come home and I'd already been kind of had this design in my head for a, a thing where my phone would slip down in it. Cause I use the, one of those big thick otter box, stupid cases yeah. that are really annoying. But if I don't have that, I drop it and it gets broke and everything. So yeah. around the farm, I kind of need a, like a big rubbery case. Yeah. 
So I fired up the um, Fusion 360 and kind of designed what I thought would work. And I put it over in the, the Simplify 3D and I actually turned it to where it would be standing up. And I would, I'll print it, I print it laying down, but I wanted to do a test to make sure that it would slide in mm-hmm. dimensionally and be okay. Because the way I had to, like I measured it and stuff, but there was some angles that were kind of hard to, to figure out. So I stood it up and then set it to print like 20 millimeters up and did a, like a really low infill. Basically, so I could just get the bottom part that cradles the bottom part of the phone where the radiuses are and okay, stuff. Yeah. And that was like a, I don't know, 30-minute print or something. So I did that and was able to use that piece and test fit it and saw that I needed to take one millimeter out of the sides to make it just a little bit snugger. So once I was able to do that, I set everything up, did like 30% infill or something like that to make it you know, fairly strong. Mm-hmm. and started put it on the print and then when i woke up this morning i had a nice shiny part stuck it in the truck and was able to use it all day today which, oh nice yeah it worked really nice i was telling someone i felt a little bit like tony stark and that i could design something go to bed wake up with a new part to use you know that reminds me of something i was thinking about when you were talking about that there'd be a really good fix for this and you could print the whole thing easily. You know how he's got that medallion thing around his chest there. You could print out kind of like one of the old wrapper Mercedes (laughs) kind of emblems or, you know, the big gold nugget Uh looking emblems and then just have that phone where it would just kind of pop in there. If you got a phone, you could just kind of hit the button on it and say, hello. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like a, like a VW. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, worst things have been done. Flavor <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Flav used to wear a clock around his neck. I or, was actually thinking about Flavor Flav. Why right? don't you do a phone holder for, that looks like a clock? Looks like and a then clock? You have a clock. Right? Yeah. Phone's a clock. Or, you know, since Andy's a farmer, you know, you could do like a. Uh, you lost me. So do I have to mount this in my chest? <laughs> no, you just wear it around your neck on a chain. Oh, yeah. You, you can print uh, the chain out too. Okay. So I'm going to wear my phone around my neck like a favorite yeah. flavor flavor necklace. But yes. since you're a farmer, what you could do is like take a cross section of an ear of corn, like okay. the cross section of an ear of corn, you know, where you've just got the <laughs> phone in the middle of that. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. Something to think about. Something to think about while, while I'm Good talking. <laughs> Good idea, George. Mm-hmm. I'll look into that. You look good at that. I'm shaking my head back and forth, but I'm <laughs> saying the, that I'll look into that. Jump out of the tractor into the truck, back and forth. You've got it dangling around your neck. Yeah, because that wouldn't be dangerous at all about around revolving parts and heavy <laughs> machinery. Three no, D printed, it just snap off. It's safety chains. <laughs> it's true. You got to jump out in slow motion, though, dude. You can't you can't jump out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, I do, I, do, I do know a guy that um, wears a bunch of shit around his neck, like his wallet, his keys, everything you can think of. He's put on lanyards that go around his neck. Hmm. It's it's quite ridiculous, actually. His wallet. His why wallet. Does, why does he do that? Wow. His, his big-ass vape thing. 
Oh my god! Is, really? Uh, a big wad of keys. Yeah. Is he like locking things in a foot locker at night? I mean, I don't why know. Would you do that. I think. Well, I don't know. That's a military you, reference. You just you have wear, to know this guy. You wear your key around your neck and you lock everything in a foot locker. So when you no. go to sleep at night. No, this is like car keys, house keys. That's weird. Just yeah. lunch, you know. A, you a know some wallet. weird people, man. I do. <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know lots of weirdos, actually. <laughs> but, dude, I'm so pleased. You know, knock on wood. It may break tomorrow, but this printer is absolutely working fantastically now. That's awesome, man. Awesome. I'm, I just can't believe how well it works for the price I paid. Mm-hmm. I was expecting so many problems with this and that, but it's completely stock except for the firmware. I did update the firmware to get more features that weren't like it had a very old version of Marlin. Right. And, um, but other than that, it's 100% stock and it's just, it prints very smooth, very good resolution, no stringing, just, I mean, I don't know how it could be any better. Dude, that's great. Yeah, granted, this is just PLA. I'm getting ready to start on ABS and trying to... I feel like I've kind of got all the settings tuned for the PLA. So next, I want to go through the same steps, but with ABS, make sure I can kind of get it dialed in. Mm -hmm. And then it's on the TPU and whatever else kind of weird shit I can find. Awesome, man. We'll see. Right now, I'm really happy with it. I'm just looking around, thinking, "Oh, I could print a bracket for that, and I can do this and do that." So, I did not fly at all this week. Uh, I did sim on Friday. Yeah, and that was a ton of fun. That was. Nice. Yeah, it was really fun. Kevin was there. Dude, that that seems like a hundred years ago. With, I know I guess, it with does. All right. The stuff I did this weekend. Yeah, it's just. I don't know why. It does. Seems I've like got the name ago. somewhere. But, um, I mean, the the group of guys on there every week is just, they're just so funny. Crack me up. Yeah, it's a good time. We had a special guest this week, too. We did. We had a few. Yeah. The one and only Chris Rybert joined us. Yep. Didn't know that guy even sent. He, yep. I didn't he know he flew helis. So. Yeah. Oh. Guys, that? <laughs> uh, Chuck Bowl was there. David Hill, yes, aka Hill the Flyer, mm-hmm. nice. on the Discord hanging out. It's good to hear from him. Ian Joel, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy John Partridge, some dude Kevin Flynn, nineteen sixty seven. He was kind of a dick. Yeah, probably uh, drunk too. Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> Satender was there. Mm-hmm. We had a new guy, Sean Miller. Nice. Um, Spicoli 99. I don't even know who that was. <laughs> Spicoli 99. Yeah. Steve Shaw, uh, the planker. Yep. Nice. And I think this last one's, uh, Jamie Burkholder. Yep. Yeah. I believe oh, so. Right. Yeah. So nice. good group. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of good info going back and forth. Once Chris got on. That's- yeah, 13 people in the Discord just hanging out, chatting. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. A lot of guys flying. Yeah, it's a hoot. Yeah, the, there were some questions going back and forth about scale helicopters. Mm-hmm. George mm-hmm. could have jumped in if he remembered to show up. 
Man. But sorry, George. <laughs> I'm glad George has a good sense of humor, man, because I feel like I'm laying into him every week. I know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, th- I don't know if he just ignores us or he just has a good sense of humor, but oh, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, and it's early a- on, Andy Shaggy and Gray Eagle were on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Gray Eagle. He was leaving about the time I, I was a few minutes late. Seemed like he was get he was leaving I need, when I was getting. I home. need to set a reminder on my phone so I remember that because I, I tell you, I and know, I'll text you this. Week. I don't want to get started on crazy corona stuff but uh it's just that one day just i don't even think of a day as being a monday or a saturday or a thursday anymore it's just like it's like i even work on the weekends because i don't think it's any other days i just always log in check my stuff yeah realize oh this is the weekend yeah you know i I don't want to hear about you non-essential workers and your troubles i just don't want to hear about it (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like (laughs) The ultimate Groundhog Day. Yeah, I can imagine. Not that way for me because it's really not all that different. But I right. could see how it would be the same when you're work, used to going to a job and now well, you're not, working at home. And I'm not because I, you know, I, I, I work from home before all this stuff. But I don't know. It's just different. You know, I'm used to 30, 40 people a week stopping in. Yeah, that's that's and, a good point, too. And, um, bro. But anyway, I had a pretty busy week. With work stuff, I've been in the truck for the last several days, hauling grain. Got to get those bins emptied out before harvest time. Mm. So uh, I guess that's for me, it for me. 3D printing, no uh, simming, no flying, no buying, no selling. Jeez. Uh, A lot of no's, huh? <laughs> yeah. But you didn't yeah. remember to see them. Yes, I did so for like two hours, and I played around with the stupid printer. Cool. <laughs> yep. Who wants to go next? All right, Steve, should I go, or do you want to go? I'll go because I didn't fly or do anything either, so um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't fly, no sim. Uh, that Friday night, I drove down to Virginia. I think I bought a house. You think? Uh, I'm in contract and home inspection's already done. Nice. So yeah, I guess this is happening. Nice. Kind of quick, but um, you know, so that was the weekend. Went down with the kids. Um, brought the kids down. We looked at a bunch of houses, and we we found you know found one that we really liked, and it was below our price range. So we said, "What the heck? Let's put an offer in." Yeah, and they s- took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better to do it quick, like ripping off a band aid. Yeah. Well, if you I don't think know too long, you'll talk yourself be, out of it. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but the first thing I did when I came back was I got on my computer and I was like, what RC clubs are going to be near this address now? <laughs> <laughs> so I found two or three around 30 minute drive away, all local roads, like not too far at all. The, the house is basically the town I'm in, Chesterfield, is going to be in between Richmond and uh, Petersburg. So there's like the Richmond Club, I forgot mm-hmm. the name, it's like RVRC something, Central Virginia, um, Mid-Virginia, and a couple of clubs that are about an hour, hour and 20 minutes would be like Fredericksburg mm-hmm. um, and Flu, Fluvana, I don't know, some weird name. Fluvana. Yeah, Fluvana, I think. Um, 
So, I mean, in like one little search on AMA's website, I found like basically four or five clubs that yeah. can hit within an hour, which is, in my opinion, uh, freaking perfect. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. An hour from Fredericksburg or from yeah. Thornburg, I guess it's called. Yeah. And did you tell me you're only a couple hours from RCHO? Yeah, I'm two hours to Ninedale, North Carolina. And I even looked up where you lived. I'm about six hours away from you. And I yeah. think it was five and a half to Tyrodine, I think, around there. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, when you look up clubs on AMA's website, you see them and they say, like, there are points of interest. But, you know, when you see helicopter, you're like, hmm, are you really helicopter or... Right. Well, we know yeah. a lot of people in that area, so I'm sure yeah. they can give, give you the, the lowdown on the heli clubs. Yes, and I did post on uh, RC Heli Hangouts, and some of these clubs, they come up. So, saying that they're very Henry, you know, heli-friendly and everything, so I'm excited, I'm so excited for that. If you're six, if that's six hours from me, that's probably, what, about six hours from Kevin? Six and a half, seven? Six hours back, back probably, to Probably, yeah. Yep. So, Five and a half to six, yeah. You know, next year when all this point. dumb mm-hmm. shit's over, I imagine some meetups at Steve's house. Yeah. Live record, maybe. Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Live record, do do the Thornburg Funfly or whatever, yeah. you know, whichever ones. Yep. Yeah, man, we can definitely do it. Awesome. So be cool. Yeah. Um, besides that, it's you know, I mean, it's been a lot of packing, and today was terrible <laughs> like not terrible but it's just like the weather this this what, what's the storm name again hurricane isaacoff isaacoff yeah <laughs> okay Asticle. no it's cirrhosis Aether? isn't it cirrhosis hurricane what? cirrhosis <laughs> I, I, whatever I, 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 it is isopropyl yeah either way it's it knocked out power and I haven't been I haven't had power since about two thirty in the afternoon and it's about nine o'clock now. Jeez. So, I am so glad I got that generator. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's been keeping the lights on, so and for me to be able to make this podcast, so yeah. It's, but uh yeah. That really is it for me. I want to hear about yours, Kevin. So this podcast is brought to you by National Van Lines and Ryobi generators. Or Ryobi I'm not sure what yes. generator you have. Well, you got it. Ryobi okay. 7600. Awesome. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, I, I'm going to be sad to see you go, dude. I really am. But yeah. uh, I understand. You know? Jersey's not yeah, big enough gotta, for both of us. No, it's not. Our heads are too big. <laughs> and your your head is bigger, so I said, okay, I buy it out. And you can, oh, you can have Jersey. <laughs> yeah, right. You can keep Jersey. Yeah, keep it. No, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's gonna that's the hardest part of this move, right? Like leaving you and uh, like Mike and all my RC buddies, Rob, you know, yeah, and then all my high school friends that I still hang out with here and there. Well, dude, also you know? South Jersey is only like four hours. Then it's really not, yeah, because it's two hours down to somewhere around there. You know, it's not that yeah. bad if we. It's if about we four it. hours, I think. Yeah, yeah like, do a meetup a couple yeah. times a year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure once this COVID crap is over, we're going to definitely do some more fun flies. And, you know, Virginia has some good fun flies, so uh, definitely yeah. for those at the very least. But if not, you know, we can still do a free fall in South Jersey. I'll come up for that. Yeah, I tell you, um, 
Fredericksburg really has some good stuff. Uh, I love going down there, man. Yeah. A lot of fun. And South Jersey's good too, man. I have some yeah. fun down there too. Yeah, so dude, my week has been pretty busy, man. Like I said, uh sim night seems like man, weeks ago. But it was only like five, six days ago. Whatever. I don't remember now. And like we were saying, man, uh we had the normal gang and Chris Ryber showed up. That was nice. really cool. That was amazing. I didn't expect him to show up, man. And he hung out for the whole two hours, you know, shooting the shit with everybody, giving advice to everybody uh, that was interested in scale. I think Satinder had some questions about it. And Yeah, that that was cool. They were yeah. asking questions about the scale stuff he'd done. He was throwing pictures up in the chat and explaining stuff. That was really cool. And he's got such a history with scale and with everything he does, he keeps. I wish I was as organized as he is, man, with all his albums as as to what he's done and everything well organized and he can reference them really quick and uh just uh, a huge encyclopedia of RC knowledge man and Dave was good to talk to Dave too see how he was doing uh yeah I think I was drinking a little bit and uh so I don't remember what I said to anybody at, towards the end there <laughs> but that's not uncommon for me on after a week's worth of work and just chilling out, man, Friday and relaxing. It was, that was, I had a lot of fun, man. And I'm really enjoying the sim. I tell you, I was starting to do more inverted autos and just really getting into what I need to do to flip that over. You can't really like, you almost got to kind of do like a diagonal thing for me. Anyways, it was the only way I could figure out how to land without crashing. You know, if you wait too long and try and flip it over elevator, you run out of steam and, uh, I tried rolling it too, so I kind of had to do multiple things to get it to flip over. But I did not try that at the field on Saturday. Saturday was a freaking blast, man. I had a really good time. One of the better days I've had at the flying field. It was a little hot, but there was not many people there. There was a bunch of uh, older guys there planking it up in the morning, but they all split by like maybe midday like noonish and it was me and the planker hanging out and man we had a blast man that was just flying a little bit of everything dude uh mike d started up this waco biplane that he had that's it was sitting in somebody's hands for years and years and then one of the club members bought it and then another club member bought it from him they never flew it and it's gorgeous it's like a 60 inch waco biplane with, I think, nice. a 120 motor on it, he said. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's a gas motor. Was it nitro? No, it was nitro. Very cool biplane, man. Took it up for its maiden flight. Flew really good. He had to maybe add some more ailerons into it, but it flew amazing. He was putting, I don't know, he put like three, four flights on that thing. Everybody wanted to see it go because um, Pete wind up showing up later and a couple other guys, and one of the guys that had was one of the guys that owned it wanted to see it fly so he flew it again later and mike d was flying helis too man i, I was flying the 690 and the oxy 5 just man just i say it week after week but i'm feeling i don't know, I, I don't know it, the sim's got to be helping because i'm feeling super comfortable with the oxy 5 starting to link more things together and just keep it moving you know and then the 690 beating on that a little bit uh not too much not getting as crazy as i i am with the oxy five but i swear i was doing autos man one of the flights i think i autoed half the pack and 
got to a point where I'm, I'm like, uh, after like three or four autos and, and getting it down and getting it down. And then I'm just like, man, I'm like actually relaxing doing these autos, man. Like I'm getting really comfortable with it to where it's not a nail biter for me. Yeah, that's great. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I uh, had one that was a little heavy because I think I, I kind of stopped my forward momentum and then kind of like pitched down to pick it up. And then by the time I got to the ground, it was, uh, you know, I had to kind of like really rock it back to get it, you know, on, on an angle with the tail towards me just to get it to settle in. And that worked out good. It was a little, I think I almost did kickstand it. I know the blades hit a little bit, but it, that was the only, you know, just oops I or almost oops that I had. And it really wasn't that bad, but I, man, I'm just doing a lot of, a lot of autos and having a lot of fun with it, man. Just good, good flying, good day of flying. I brought my Shrike and my FT, uh, flight test, uh, radiant, night radiant. And Shrike flew good, man. Flight, Shrike's a good plane. I think I got somebody else to buy one because they were looking at that plane, you know, one of the plankers early on. But the, uh, the radiant man was a mess. It was, I don't know whether the control surfaces were warping or what, but that thing was all over the place. I had to land oh, a yeah? few times, just check the elevator yeah it was just yeah it was weird and i know i took the you know the as3x out of it to add mm-hmm. more channels yeah uh, i don't know that thing but you flew it with without the as3x oh yeah after, right? yeah, yeah. Bunch of five, right just yeah. maybe maybe sitting in my shed with the heat maybe warm mm. something i don't know it seems yeah. like when i give it a lot of elevator the whole tail kind of moves to the right a little bit it's oh it's pulling the tail yeah it's just yeah. it's a great plane it's just i don't know Find an issue. I don't know. Yeah, but and that, tube, that, but the tubes mm-hmm. come loose in there. Yeah, exactly. I have them zip tied to the plane. I think one of them was loose when I uh, when I got yeah, it. Make sure it's not too tight though, like binding or anything. Yeah. If it binds, it'll pull the whole tail because the you know the foam will give. Like. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. And then later in the day, we drove around. Mike D has this twenty-four inch wheelbase RC buggy, thirty cc gas motor in it, and. We were blasting that thing around. <laughs> that thing is so freaking loud. It's ridiculous, It's man. so loud, that tune pipe, right? <laughs> really loud. Like, yeah. I got video of it. I think I posted it on our, our Facebook page. Yeah, mm-hmm. echoing off the mountains. But yeah. that thing can get up and go, man. Oh, yeah. I had it in the dirt doing, like, throwing sand all over my Jeep. Mike was like, hey, you, you know, you're, you're dusting your own Jeep. I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> like... <laughs> It was good. Fun. Now people believe I drive this Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> people believe I drive in the woods. Oh, man. Look, I got time for that. Yeah. You live in the woods. Of course I you drive in the woods. Yeah. woods. I'm off road every day, actually. Yeah, every yeah. day. But no, that was, that was fun. That was, that was a really a lot of fun driving that thing around. Yeah. But it was, like I said, it was a really good day of flying. It was a really good awesome. sat- Saturday just chilling out, man. And uh, what did I do Sunday? I don't even think I did anything Sunday. Uh, but I started sanding the body of the R2 like last night. Ooh. And I thought, dude, I thought sanding the, these, you know, the, the print lines and all that, like yeah. I, the joining lines or the joining connection pieces, like I know that's going to take some like epoxy or some filler. Yeah, some filler. Yeah. But I started sanding like I, one area. I was like, I'm going to just try it. I don't want to do this by hand, but I'm going to try it with, I think I started with 60 grit and, 
at about a half an hour later, I was already around the front of that, the body. It's like a, you know, it's like a big garbage can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it was coming out fantastic. I'm like, I cannot believe how, how well this is sanding. And, uh, there's some rough spots. There's some spots I got to adjust before I completely join. There's two halves that have to join together. They're bolted together now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to completely like join them and, you know, and, and CA it together and all that. But now, are, uh, you priming, you, are you priming it before you're sanding it, or are you just sanding the PLA? No, I'm sanding the PLA right now. I tell you, I would knock the rough spots off of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I would use yeah. some kind of a, a really Fair. good polyester-type catalyst primer first to seal that, because it'll sink into that PLA, and, you know, any voids, it will just glue back together. And once that catalyst activates and it, you know, becomes a, a mechanical and chemical bond mm-hmm. it'll make it so much stronger and when you start to sand it you're just going to knock off the the high spots of the primer it's going to sand better okay. i'll try to i'll try to get some information on this primer that that daryl yeah. uses uh, steve bought some of it has been using it and he's like he's thrown his rattle cans away and said no more yeah that's yeah, such definitely. a good job nice yeah because it's I, I wasn't trying to get it picture perfect, but I was also just wanted, it was kind of an experiment. I wanted to see, you know, how long it was going to take me to do a, a specific sec- section. And mm-hmm. I got it, I think, pretty much ready for primer in a, in like maybe an hour. Then after, after I went back over to another time, just, uh, with some, I think I went up to 150 or, yeah, 150. Uh, and so it's rough. And when you feel it, it feels mm-hmm. smooth, but you can feel it. It's, you know, it's roughed up. Like paint would, take right to it like oh, yeah, nice well, that might be better to have it like that right. oh, sometimes it's got that real shiny smooth sheen yeah that's it, completely it may not penetrate as good but but definitely if you use a a really good two-part primer yeah I'll have, and, to, I'll have to see if i can find some of that it's going to be really cool to paint this thing up man and when i'm sanding like i get it to a spot where i can feel a little heat and then i move down a little bit to the next spot and whatever and as that works out, you can tell it's actually uh, knocking things down, kind of like sealing everything up. And it's it's uh, it's going to be a cool project. I think I posted some video of the lights I got in mm-hmm. in the front. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was look cool. That was um, the actually the 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 red and the blue light that's kind of underneath the main eye. That mm-hmm. that piece that I have a one layer three D print that I actually cut that round piece out of. And I have a tube that I made up, you know, in a 3D environment and printed out. But I didn't know what I was going to use as like a diffuser. And at, that seemed to re- work really well. And I have like seven of them. There are those, you ever see that wall art that you can do LEDs in? It's like a triangular or it's like hexagon. And you put them all on the wall and you can put them in different configurations. Well, I was going to print out the triangular versions. And just, you know, one plugs into the next one and the lights all kind of change and everything. I, I had started to print out that the housing for all of that and when i saw this and and what i needed you know i said let me let me test that out as a diffuser and it was just a single layer the first layer uh and it was only one layer on specifically for these lights and that worked out good man i i was like very impressed i was like this is cool it's working out i'll cut the i'll cut the next one up from it you know for the back Mm -hmm. and i think that's it man it's all i've been doing nice so let's get to the main topic here. Right. What are you waiting for? 
Not to get mixed up with what are you saving that for? <laughs> yes. Well, it kind of works hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about here, guys? Stalled projects. We are talking yeah. about, yes, stalled projects. Yeah, projects you started but you haven't had a chance to finish. So, Andy, Andy what do you do? Uh, I start stuff <laughs> and then I get distracted and start something else. And then I start something else. And pretty soon I have like 27 projects and none of them are finished. That's how I operate. Nice. Sometimes it takes years. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't there a pinion that you were putting into <laughs> something? It, well, that wasn't a stalled project. I never started on it. Oh. Once I started, mm. I finished it pretty quick. Okay. But nice. I have... Uh, you know, a five percent finished. Um, what's those planes we got? The willy nillies, willy nilly. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, dude. I barely started it. I'm gonna fly mine into your head <laughs> when I see you. I, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I started uh, repairing my XL power. It's still not finished. That's been what, like a month and a half ago, two months. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm kind of thinking this, this is like, I, I wanted to start something or I started something last year and I got all the stuff for it and it's still sitting in the same spot. Yeah. I think a oh, month I've done is, that too. I think a month is reasonable. Oh yeah. Cause it is a hobby. Well, I started, I put new floor in my bedroom, okay. uh, five years ago and I put three fourths of the shoe molding toe you know the edge around the yeah the outside yeah and the rest of it's sitting in my hallway so would <laughs> that be considered a stalled project yes. five years ago okay yes do i need to come down there with my nail gun dude and my my chop saw that, we'll finish that'd be that fantastic would you care yeah. i'll definitely I'll come turn down. down help come on is that uh primed or is it are you staining painting or staining uh, guy it's already stained all right jeez you know, it's one of those things where I got to a point where I got to repair some other stuff before I can continue on. Oh, okay. And then I'm like, okay, well, I need to do that first, but then that part never got done. Yeah, I'm the I'm the king of starting shit and never finishing it. I have a similar story, dude. When I moved into this house in 88 and everybody left in probably 93, 94. There was like I was the I was the last holdout living here, and uh, I said, "Oh, I want to I want to change a few things around." And uh, I got a siding permit in '97. They have never come back to inspect that because I've never told them I'm finished. <laughs> that was 1997. <laughs> that was how many oh years my ago? Thirty something years ago. And that's because um, no, what's that? That's not thirty years ago, is it? I don't know. Ninety-seven. 25 years ago? No. Yeah, 23. But it's because I completely rebuilt the house under the guise that I'm just doing siding. So it's basically what I, what he did. And I wouldn't, I'm not going to call him back anyways. But, uh, yeah, it's just to me, it, uh, with the RC projects, I have a, I have a, a jet that I purchased that is a 90 millimeter jet that is sitting. Yeah. And, you know what? We have to get into why did those projects stop, stop, you know? Um, mm. from, and, but, uh, I'm trying to think of the projects that I have that I'm working on. I know I have the other willy nilly's cub that I never even opened up. 
Mm-hmm. And that, that flipping jet. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, man, I don't think I have too many other projects open right right at the moment, man. I've been pretty good at trying to finish stuff if I start it. I'm trying to think. Somebody else tell me what they got working on. I know Steve's got a bunch. Or did you just throw them all out? Yeah, I think I just <laughs> threw them out or gave them out or threw them. Yeah. yeah. No, so, yeah, that 90 millimeter, I had that same thing, right? We both bought one. I don't know. what. Uh, where is it? Rob has it. Yeah, and I He's was supposed all to. Home. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all ready to go. Except that, like, I left it around the garage so long that, like, you know, hangar rash kind of happened. So, like, an elevator fell off. Some of the armament was not glued back on. But, um, yeah, so I ended up giving it to Rob to kind of spruce it back up for me just because I knew I was never going to do it. So, uh. so that's the project where I kind of, like, handed it off to someone else to finish. But I'm trying to think, what other, like, I don't really have projects that I haven't, that I started that I haven't finished, but I have a whole bunch of projects I haven't started yet. So I'll wait till that section, I guess. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's the same. It's that 90 mil jet that we got for like 60 bucks. Uh-huh. I bought the Hobbywing ESC, bought the freaking EDF. I went and tried to get retracks that would work. And I think this is where it stalled me. The retracks that, that came with the kit were like air retracks and they were, they were very unreliable, like really yeah, bad. Garbage. Mm-hmm. So I went and like looked at a couple of, of jets of that size and I think uh, maybe on Motion RC and I bought well, retract. So these, these should work. You know, they look like they're made for a jet that size. And so I, I got two, you know, it's a triangular, you know, setup where the, the tail wheels are like under the, the main wings and the nose wheel is up by the nose. And, uh, then on this particular model jet, the nose wheel is kind of under the main intake that's underneath the whole plane. Or it's in mm-hmm. that main intake. So I wound up cutting everything out, like the whole of the foam to where it would like retract into the foam. And then when I, when I hit the retracts down and I put it on the ground, the front of the nose was like three inches above the rear of the plane. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this isn't going to work. But I had already well, cut no, the just... big giant hole out. So I'm like, oh crap. Now what am I doing? Actually, I think it'll work better because you'll have that attitude. I'll, I'll be in that, take yeah, off. be in that instance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, ah, all right, this is going to be put on the back burner. And yeah. uh, I never got back to it. That's the state it's in now. I mean, I could probably cut that retract down or figure out some way of cutting it down and putting it's, it to, I don't know. <laughs> just hand toss it. it. <laughs> hand launch it. Yeah, just hand launch it and belly land it with the retracts. Up. Yeah. Let's <laughs> put a skateboard in front of it or something. There you go. But, uh, you know, it's not like the old flight test days where that's where I had some projects. I know I cut the Cub out. Yeah. I cut out. What was the one I cut out for you and Jeff that we never did because I never gave them to you? Uh, I forget which one that was. The big one that, that Pete had, Pete, uh, Peter Shreepold designed. Uh, that was oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cargo plane. The cargo plane. Yep. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. That one I never, never did anything with. I did actually cut the cub out. Um, didn't do anything with that. The FT cub? <laughs> I had a beautiful, one of the FT guys that, and this is early on in the, in the flight test like days on the forums, there was a guy, I'm trying to think of his name. It, uh, if I could think of his name, it would, it would actually surprise me. 
But uh, Filkin, I think his name was, made a Corsair early on, way before Flight Test made a Corsair, and it was a really nice, and it had yeah. uh, it was like a 48-inch Corsair, and he did a marine body on it. It was gorgeous. I cut that all out. I did it up. I put. I had a motor ready for it. I even put retracts in it, figured out how to do retracts and get those in it. And I got it to a point where I think it would have took maybe a half a day to get it ready to fly, and I never flew it. <laughs> I wound up trashing it, I think. Or got oh, so much, oh no! Got so much hanger rash that it, that I wound up trashing yeah. it. Yeah. That kind of that's that's one that I I I regret not flying because that came out really nice. Mm-hmm. I did the black tape over it. It was going to do the Marines logo down the side and everything. Yeah. And that was a really nice nice plane. That guy did a great job of designing it. But since I don't really mess with that the flight test stuff that much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't that many projects that I have I have sitting around. And I, I think it's better for me, you know, to to not have a million different projects going on. Um, this really, this stupid R2-D2 thing is a million different projects in one, you know. I'm waiting yeah. on sound. I'm waiting on another board. I got to do soldering. I got to do sanding and all that stuff. So it's like I'm ordering stuff and putting putting that to the side, waiting, you know, till I can get to it. Uh-huh. Or waiting till more components come in so I can get it all together. I don't know. How about you, George? You got to have a ton of stuff over there. I have a ton <laughs> of projects. <laughs> all right. I, I, I had the microphone muted and I was walking around counting the helicopter projects. And um, I've got 19 helicopter projects or ones that need some kind of work done on them right now. Wow. And that's not counting the ones that's already finished, you know, and, but, um, that's, that's that many. And, and most of them are complete builds. And out of those 13 of them are 600 size or larger. I'm thinking about selling some of the, um, 600 size projects I've got. I've got two of the Sea King, like the Air Force, I mean, the Marine One helicopter. Right. You know, and, um, I'm thinking about selling them because that's the big 3D project I just printed out and took down to Daryl. You know, if I'm going to have one that's going to be eight feet long, I don't need one that's five feet long. I'm interested in asking you, George, this question. Like, I work in a single car garage, and I work in, like, half of that. Like, the other half has got my motorcycle, my batteries, and laundry and stuff like that. So I'm, like, in a – I'm in a really small – single car garage like sized area and i know that this is a good topic to to bring up tonight because just today i realized uh that i have a main work surface and i have like a bench going across the back of the garage uh that's like a kitchen countertop but that has all my 3d printing stuff on it and i've realized that i need even though i knew that the main bench was going to be my main place of building or doing whatever i had to do you don't realize that you need another spot that you can put other stuff down like your bins of nuts and bolts or whatever you know to work on something uh does that happen i know you have a lot of space over there um does that happen with you too like do you have that kind of issue you have so many things going on you're running out of space to work on stuff or i haven't seen his table though i mean he has one table but you could land a Cessna on it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's probably, um, 80% of my shop. The table is, 
I'm sitting here right now talking into a microphone on the edge of it right now. And, uh, but no, I'm, I'm pretty well organized to the point of it's embarrassing right now. I go around in my piles of tools, you know, I got them all lined up, organized by size and type and all this stuff. So if I've got a project going, I've got enough tools that I'm working on it. I'm getting better about leaving stuff out, but I'm, I still like to have it nice and neat. So it's not too hard for me to organize projects. Everything I've got, every piece of that project is right with it. it in boxes that I've wrote on because my memory is not near as good as it used to be. That way, like if it's a big fuselage, I'll put the box parts inside of it and still have it labeled. And I just kind of work through them. I, um, I wouldn't say I'm stalled on any of them. I've got a couple of airplane projects that I'm stalled on. I have um, the Dynam P61 Black Widow that I fly. Flies great, but I, I hacked it up and I put um, a lot of free wing parts in it, uh, flight line parts. Uh, got rid of the power system that was in it. Put um, free wing retracts and just used a bunch of different parts from different planes to make a, a really nice scale looking set of retracts and wheels for it. And I was going to paint it olive drab. You know, most of the black widows were, uh, were black, but I want to do one. I've already got the graphics are over here in the drawer and everything, uh, but it's olive drab version. And, um, you know, it probably won't bubble up as bad out in the sun either, but, but I've been flying it just like it came black, but, um, I've, I've made a decent looking little cockpit and stuff in it, but I kind of stalled on going any further with it because I started flying it. And I've also got one of the old Flyfly Fly F100 uh, Super Sabre jets. It's a 90 millimeter. And I bought a brand new kit that had never been opened, fooled with, or anything. And I 3D printed a nice double cockpit for it and used. Most most of the parts on it are, are free wing from an F4 Phantom, including a, a nine blade 90 millimeter fan, 3D printed nozzle on it, and um, I, it's another one. I started flying it, and I never did finish painting it and uh, putting the graphics on it. I need to finish those. So I'm bad about that. I'll get something where it's mechanically perfect, ready to go, and get kind of I'll move on to something else. I'll eventually come back and finish it, but I've got um, at least two. I can look around here. I've got three airplanes like it. I've got a B-17 tore apart. It's been apart for about three years now. I've only been in the hobby, what, four? <laughs> nice. But getting to my question, I guess I can relate it to uh, your income, too. Like, you always spend what you have, like a millionaire or say he doesn't have enough any money like i i have a small space and i don't have that much workbench space with with your large place and all the projects do you still have like maybe a small area you work in or do you do you have enough room where you're you're set with all your projects i'm i'm set with all my projects because you can you can work all the way around this table i've got i bought a bunch of um used uh um grocery store conveyor belt check checkout conveyor belt and i've got it in sections all the way around the table and got these 
lamps that, you know, have the uh, mechanical arm and stuff on them. You can swing around and put light on what you're working on. Right. I'll, I also have several hard spaces that I can work on stuff like plexiglass, and then I've got some eighth-inch plate steel in a couple of sections for a really nice flat. If I want to, like, glue two or three pieces of uh, 3D printed parts together and I want them to be good and flat and seem good, I'll, I'll use that. So but, when, when you're done with the project, you just hit the button and the conveyor belt takes it off the end of the bench and just yeah. in, into the trash? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Pretty much. Into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> into the trash. Oh, shit. But, um, I, and, I, and it's funny, I'll, because uh, I, you know, I'm so uh, distracted. It's like squirrel. I'll be walking around the table and I'll see something I've been working on. I'm thought I'll think of something that would be a good way to do it or something, and I'll I'll jump on it and work on it for an hour. Put it down, go on to whatever I was going to work on. It's like, oh yeah, that's what I was getting ready to do. I get like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do get stuff finished. You know, I've I've been in helicopters a little over a year, I think. What is this, August? Yeah. Yeah. When was your event, Andy? August. September, was it? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the end of August, the 20th or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd been in it about probably That's when you really got in it heavy, wasn't it? You met yeah. um, Daryl. That's, that's when it started costing me money. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, serious money. But, um, yeah, I'm scared to death that, you know, I'll die and I'll have some money left over that I haven't spent. So, <laughs> I you enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's no guarantee of tomorrow. But no, I don't have trouble with, with workspaces at all. But the way it is, you know, you can walk all the way around this thing. There's no, you can just make laps either way. If you did a time lapse of me, over a 24-hour period in here, it would be comical. Yeah. I really, I really ought to set up a GoPro and do that. Your lap in yeah. the place? Oh, I, it's until I, I need to start monitoring that on my phone or something. Get me one of those um, ankle bracelets or something. I might have one of them, but I think it's broke, cut off or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be hilarious. But I am organized. You That's know, it's, good. It's kind of a organized chaos. Okay. Nice. Yeah, but I totally feel you what you mean, George. I bet you if you did a time lapse, you'd be like, like five seconds in this area, then you whip over to this area, another five seconds there, and then to that area, and then back to this area, and then back to that area, just like bouncing around the, this big, huge table, huh? Yeah, it's funny. But that's the way I wanted it, so that when we're in here doing hangar days, that there's several workstations that, that have like little to- tool holders. It's got, a, mm-hmm. you know, all your hex drivers and all that crap in them in two or three places so that, um, and there's little power sockets and stuff. They can get power. we got a lathe and drill press and a shear and, and, a, and a metal brake. Um, nice. So it works good being having this table like this and you can just, you don't get kind of clogged up. I mean, sometimes it's a little tight. If there's 20 people in here, yeah, it gets a little, uh, I have to go outside and get a little air sometimes. But for the most part, you can have about four groups in here working. Like you have somebody, we, 
recently we had uh, a guy that had two or three quads out here and they were trying to get them set up um you know through the software and got two computers that they can use to do that two old windows laptops that's basically all they're for but it's set up to be more of a club than it is my personal workshop sounds very cool man yeah. on hangar like days so it. it makes it rough because i have to rain a lot of crap in but i have it like i said i have all my projects with everything together so i can shove them like a lot of the helicopters that are complete i can i can put them underneath the table and mm-hmm. uh, you know they're pretty secure you can put them underneath there out of the way and um, i can clean off about half the table pretty easy cool man yeah my garage is kind of well it's kind of it is downstairs from the rest of the house uh by almost a full set of stairs and there are days where i'm running up and down those stairs like you said your your time lapse would be funny um man the the (laughs) amount of times i go up and down those stairs popping out of that staircase yeah because all my 3d software is upstairs so if i set up an stl or something you know if i slice something then i run downstairs and load it and then if i gotta make a change i come back upstairs i just can't i can't work on a 3d file standing up at my garage i just can't i have a mouse and keyboard down there but just it's easier for me to sit and think and then if i have other files i can pull them up it's just not to where i want to stand and do it i have a stand-up workstation for what i do for a living during the day and I like to stay standing up. I found that, um, not to get off on health kick, but it's healthier. seems like it's easier for me to keep weight off. And um, I spend most of the day on my feet. Well, me running around. up and down the stairs helps. Oh, keep absolutely. Keep my weight off. Uh, but I'm like you on the 3D stuff. I've got a, uh, a trackball I like to use. So I like to, I like to sit here at my desk, kind of laid up on my work table here and uh, really be into it when I'm I don't want to have to focus on anything but that because it's uh, it's hard for an old man to learn new tricks <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just glad you didn't say sitting is the new smoking I see that commercial on TV and I'm no I'm like no smoking is new smoking <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so vaping's the new smoking yeah. yeah yeah there you go I'm just very fidgety so I I don't sit around much. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about projects that you have that you haven't started yet. Oh, man. I have some. I got several, too. I have a... Oh, man. I can't remember the name of the plane. It's a dual-engine plane that uh, I really like. Yeah, I really like the looks of it. It's the, like... You saw it in an A Team episode. They were always jumping out of it or something. B nineteen. I don't know what it is. It's got the tail with two, you know, horizontal, the two rudders on it on each either side. Uh, Bugs Bunny was flying around in it. You've seen it. And I have a kit that I bought. I think at Neff in Ohio. And I, I don't even know if I opened the box. Oh, is that that one? Remember that one? Yeah, from that one guy who had uh, yeah a single sheet, single foam or something it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, that one from that one guy. That one from that yeah, one guy. That one guy. You know that like, movie about that guy? That did that thing? That, that yeah. jumped out of that thing? It was a tail, tail dragger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of the name of it. 
very common, very. Uh, yeah, it was always mad. in like A Team. And I know I'm reaching A Team was a, a TV show when TV shows were still watched. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. You see, it, see a lot of them that's just bare aluminum polished yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I, there's one down here in Sevierville at the museum. I, I just cannot think of the name of it right now. I've got pictures of it out there on tight iron. But, uh, oh, with. it's, um, oh, what the hell is it? Where is it? I know I'm, I'm at that site, so I'm looking it up. Is it, uh, what site? The site that the guy had? Yeah, One Sheet Kits. Uh, One Sheet Kits. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it looks like, um, MPF. What was it set for? Let me see here. Well, that's one that I have and that I've never started. Open the box. Uh-huh. The beach model 18. Yeah, it's a Beechcraft. Yeah. That's what it is. That's I, it. I believe. Yes. Yeah, Beach 18, yeah. Yes. Nice. He did a great job. He had one there. It had these really small, like, motor, I think he even had retracts in it. It was very small. Uh-huh. It was really cool. I, I really like that plane. It's one of the first planes I think I ever saw as a kid. And, you know, that's not a biplane that I actually liked. Right. But I haven't done anything. That's still sitting in the box. And, dude, I know that there's guys laughing at us now because they have a, a dedicated room of their house that has kits filled, you know, floor sure. to ceiling in it. But uh, I, mm-hmm. only have, I have that one, and the other one I can think of is the uh, Balsa Corsair that you gave me, Steve. I, I haven't started mm-hmm. that either. That's kind of old school. Yeah. But I'm glad I did the willy-nillies first because then I'll probably mess around with that at some yeah. point. Yeah. Do the cub, get that under your belt, and – yeah. And then start building a real one where you have to like start cutting out some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But those those are it, I think, man. That's it yeah. for me that I can think of. Uh, let's see, what do I have? I bought that old Curtis plane. It looks I don't know, it looks like a Wright Brothers plane. <laughs> like it looks like a bunch of twigs. Um Oh, and talking about twigs, I bought that stealth plane. Remember at um Adams? And it was literally a bunch of twigs, oh, like just yeah, a bunch of yeah. sticks and plants, um, which I haven't started that at all. Two balsa kits right there. Uh, what else did I get? I bought a uh, – what was that old helicopter company? I don't know, but it's a Cobra. The but Cobra. Not like a, yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like a Cobra, like, you know, a scale, you know, fighter helicopter or anything like that. But it was like – I don't know. It was a – 50 size, I think. 50 size helicopter. Nitro. And supposed to be 3D and everything. But it was really old school. Like wooden blades, like plastic canopy. You have to like cut and fit yourself. Two and a half um, D. Hmm? It's two and a half D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd be surprised if it does even 1D. But <laughs> 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 no, but uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's such an old brand. It's like a no, not a crick. Uh, I forgot the name of it. But anyways, I got that old kit that I never bothered doing anything with yet. Um, I bought that scale, the Coast Guard scale fuselage, the 450 size. Oh, yeah. I was going to take my Oxy-4 and shove it in there, but nah, I never got that started either. Forgot about that. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else is there. And then I had a bunch of 3D... Uh, I mean, I had not 3D planes, but I had a bunch of plans printed. I remember there was a time where um, I printed out like full sky, full size like plans, right? Of like um, it was just a profile plane, but it's like a profile 3D plane, like you know, big wing, big core, 
um, flat profile fuselage. That was yeah. going to build out yep. of balsa, but I just, I have the plans. I just never did anything. I have the balsa. Like, I bought a, uh, from Tower Hobbies, I bought, like, one of them Tower Hobby balsa kits that just has tons of different sizes and sheets of balsa. Mm. But never did anything with it. Mm. Is there anything else? No, I think that's it. How's your Will and Ailey's? <laughs> How's your Will and Ailey's, Andy? Yeah. Uh, you opened um, the package, but I opened the package and I looked at it and <laughs> broke something. Oh, did you? Yeah, uh, like, stop. And that that stalled me out. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta fix that before I can build it. <laughs> and that was like two months ago. I have a whole box full of flight test planes, never oh, been yeah? opened. Really, like the wow. laser cut kits I got yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I got an Oxy Five sitting over here. It's not been started. Oh man, I forgot you bought that. <laughs> I got a I got a Protos Max V two. That's not been started. Brand new. Jeez. I don't and know. That's, how you guys just, do that's that. just airframes. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, let's see what else. I've got one of those Jetty assist receivers. I was going to put in something, test it out. Never done that. Um, I mean that's. Not a building project, but that's a project in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what about that uh, that Jetty radio you got? <laughs> You're gonna let me borrow? <laughs> Did you ever uh, get that set up? <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> add that to the list. <laughs> it's still in the camper in the case. Oh I got. shit! You haven't even <laughs> taken no. it out of the camper. <laughs> uh uh-uh. No. <laughs> I forgot about it. Quite frankly, I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned that. <laughs> Someone actually asked me, they're like, so did you try the Jetty yet? I was like, what do you mean? Still what did Eddie was going to let you buy? I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he was going to let me <laughs> I forgot all about it. Sorry. <laughs> Sounds funny. like you kind of forgot too. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally forgot about it too. So. <laughs> That's funny. Somebody else is reminding you. Yeah. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, gosh, I mean, my biggest problem is, well, like this Oxy-5, for example. I mean, uh-huh. you get a kit. First thing, I mean, traditionally, I put it together immediately. I mean, I, I used to hear people talking about, yeah, I got a new, I got like five new kits stacked up. My hat got to them. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Never could understand it. But this one, I've, you know, I've been busy and this and that, but I needed some other stuff that was out of stock, like the mini servo mounts, the, the other landing gear set, you know, the plastic strut things. So when I looked, they were out of stock. I only find helis, and I knew he was going to get some in. And I just kind of put it to the side, and I've I just, you know, been busy and really hadn't thought that much about it. I need to go order those parts and get them here so I have everything when I start. Because yeah. I'm afraid if I start and I don't have everything to finish it, Stall. then it'll get stalled, and it'll get push to the side and then parts go missing and this and that. So I'd rather have everything to build the entire thing like over, you know, probably won't take but a day or two uh-huh. and just have it ready. Cause sure. I, I know me, if I build it and then I have to order stuff and it takes a week or two and here and there, and then, you know, it'll just be a pile in the corner. I don't want that to happen. No. With scale stuff, I usually, by you know, get the parts and pieces enough to get it to a certain point, like before you start doing all of your detailing 
painting, 3D printing little tiny parts and stuff. You know, get the main components and everything before I start putting it together. Yeah. And then I'll paint it. Like the AH6I, other than a little bit of weathering, I'm done with it. Turned out pretty good, that, that six-bladed thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm really bad if I have to... If I have to stop a project, you know, to get parts or do this or do that, then it's really hard for me to get back to it is what I've found. Yeah. If it's on the the table or something and I have everything and I can just knock it out in a day or two, or even if it takes two or three evenings or something, Mm. as soon as I stop and start doing something else, then I find I have a hard time going back and completing whatever I had worked on before. And that's just me. I'm part procrastinator, part lazy ass. Parts will come come in. You'll throw it over there at it. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I'll get parts and I'll set them over to the side. And then they, when I do get ready to work on it, then I can't find the parts I ordered. And I'm like, I know they're here. And I look for about five minutes and then I get aggravated and, Move on. But screw this thing. Then I order them again. again I <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, dude, I think that's that's common though. That's common with me, and it's yeah. it's it's gotten that way. Like once I hit like forty and beyond, like before that, when I got something and it came in, I was like Steve. I immediately opened the bag. It was on the plane or the helicopter, or whatever. Like I opened the bag that within five minutes of me getting it, I had to have it open. I had to start working on it. And then once I got past a certain age i'm like eh, i'll just put the box downstairs maybe i'll get to it this yeah. weekend kind of thing yeah and i don't think you're you're you know out of the ordinary by what you're saying well about and, it, getting back and it's to it. i mean i've spoke about this before i'm not as excited about the hobby and stuff as i was true you know, three yeah. years ago yeah you know first oh, get into it i mean you can't I would drive an hour to Johnson City to the Hobby King or to the Hob. Um, oh shit! Uh, the um, what's the name of the Hobby Store? <laughs> I had a complete brain fart. Um, what's the Hobby Store up there, George? Horizon? No, Johnson um, City Hobbies. Johnson City? No, the 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 chain that's everywhere. Hobby Town. Hobby. Yeah, Hobby Town. Hobby Town. For some reason, all I could think was Hobby King. <laughs> it's been a long day. Don't ask. Mm-hmm. But I would drive an hour up there and an hour back to get something to repair a plane so I could fly it the next day. You know, I mean, that's how yes, yeah. I couldn't wait to order it and wait three days for it to ship. Now I order stuff and then I forget about it for like two months. You know what I mean? So that's part of me just not being as excited as I was once before. And I'm not super organized, so that doesn't help either. That's how how I lose things. Yeah. That's how I uh, flew a helicopter with the tail boom. Uh, The push rod and the tail boom. (laughs) The funny thing is you ordered another one, so you waited to get another one in and then installed it. Because in between that time, I had cleaned my workbench, and I was like, I must have lost it. Yeah. So I ordered another one. (laughs) <laughs> that was crazy but yeah i don't think it's uncommon man i i think i think staying in the hobby when you're like that is is something you have to 
it's not, I don't want to say work at, but it's just different. You know, yeah. like you said, you're not all gung ho at it. Yeah. And it's, it's not that I'm bored with the hobby or anything. I just, when you start out, your excitement levels at like 150%. Yeah. yeah and true. now I'm at like 70%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not going anywhere. It's just, you know, I have two new kits over here still in the box and, you know, I'll get to them when I get to them. Yeah. It's similar to when I edited the first podcast that we did. I edited it that night. Like we recorded it. Maybe it took us an hour. If that probably took me like two hours to edit it. I was up until like midnight. I had to get it edited that night. I wanted to hear it. I must have tweaked it a billion times and I was just so excited to, to get, I mean, and I, I still, you know, I still do the editing. I still love editing. Um, but I don't do it that night and I'll stay up till midnight, you know, that kind of thing. You know, yeah. if I find the time to do it, yep. but that's exactly the same, you know, scenario for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, dude, if my wife was like, Oh, I'm going to be doing this this afternoon. I was thinking, Oh man, if I get home early, I can grab that plane and go out to the, right. go out to the ball field and try to fly it and, then wind up oh, yeah. not yeah. telling her about any of it and just getting it lost <laughs> in a tree and me trying to climb a tree for a three dollar plane and almost killing myself, uh, <laughs> and then wondering how stupid I was because nobody knew where I was. Yeah, yeah, but you do. You, you know, hot, cold, misting rain, it doesn't matter. You'll do whatever to fly. Mm-hmm. And now I like. Uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. I had plenty of opportunity to fly, but it was 100 degrees. So I'm like, nah, I don't, I'm not going to. You know, that, it's yeah. too hot. That was the same with me. It was just too hot. Two, two, three years ago, I would have been out there all day flying, no matter how hot it was. Yeah. Come inside, cool down, go back outside and fly some more. Yeah. When I was flying every day, you know, I would, it was just I had to do it. People say, you know, people ask, well, how do we know he didn't skip a day? If anybody knew me, they'd know, they'd know to the extremes that I went to fly. Even that last day when I was so sick, that was the last thing I did was fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm with you there. When it gets hot, when it gets that hot and humid and just, you walk out and you feel like somebody just beamed me to the surface of Mars or something. (laughs) <laughs> can't even open your eyes it's, it's yeah. blindingly hot i'm sure the the guys out in the uh southwest are laughing at us right now. oh my god i was just that george just had that in my mind yeah. well, like you don't know what hot is you bunch yeah. of amps and the first time first time i walked out of a hotel in vegas man and it was 117 degrees and that freaking hit me from 72 to to 117 dude mm-hmm. i was like like i hit a brick wall dude i don't think you can say too much to me i've drove oh hot rods and stuff from here all the way out to the santa monica pier with no air conditioning or anything nothing that just roll down the windows and let it roll baby and uh it, it is hot out there but it's not as humid and they've always they've always got a breeze the wind's always blowing Oof, this was like i was on fire i thought i was gonna burst into flames as soon as I walked out of the casino. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. then you know, it's not like, I like, we always talk about weather and shit. Like, I'm, I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. 
you know, 60, 68, 69 degrees, not even into 70s, and I'm sweating, like, just soaking wet from all the humidity. But that is different out in Vegas the where, to where it doesn't matter what color things are painted. If you lean up against something, it's going to hurt. <laughs> like, I was, that was another thing that caught me off guard the first mm. couple times I was in Vegas. I was like, ow. That really hurt. I'm waiting for like to cross the street and I'm standing in the shadow of the traffic light because it's that freaking hot. Like, yeah. Yeah. And no weeds. Like, you know, around here, anywhere the concrete or anything's got a crack in it, there's some kind of weed growing. Oh, they got plenty of weed. (laughs) Right there where I was at. Right there where, uh, oh, what's the name of it? Hmm. Where we always had the uh, Rockabilly Weekender. Hmm. I guarantee they have weed there. But uh <laughs> Yeah, we had they had weed. George can't remember too much weed. Uh uh-uh. but, um, but I mean like in the sidewalk <laughs> and stuff. It's just yeah. so scorching hot. Yeah. They can't survive. I don't know how the guys are out there working at all. Like I know mm-hmm. we're on a tangent here, but I don't know how they're out there doing anything. Like I barely want to be walking down the street. I don't know how they're out there like road crews and stuff and yeah, uh, man. And I've seen I them have, out there during the day. I know they work at night a lot, but man, I've seen the guys out there. It's crazy. Sounds like hell to me. Yeah. That's why George is so skinny. He's sweating off all those pounds driving out to Santa Monica. Hmm. That was pretty heavy back then. <laughs> <laughs> Eating all those diner burgers going out there and back. Uh, man, it's good times. So anybody else got any projects that they haven't yeah. started? I've I've got stuff piled up. I kind of, you know, as I plan something, I, you know, I figure out what I need for it. Like I've got a bunch of these old Vario scale fuselages that um, I've owned a couple of times. I got them flying with Vario equipment in them and traded them off. And John Ellis, he just wanted it for the, he just wanted the the Vario uh, mechanics out of it for some new kits he was building. So I got the fuselages back from him, and one of them's a, a military style OH 58 Bell Ranger. The other is that big uh, yellow and white 412 uh, Bell. I've been piecing all the parts together for them. I, I'm, I think I'm going to use those Synergy E7 setups in them. I, I like those. I, I got to make a raised tail unit for it but that's i don't think that's going to be a problem but um you know that's two that i've actually flown before but basically starting back from a bare fuselage i have finished that uh red and silver slashed uh md 500 the 700 size and i put one of those synergy e7s in it and it's of course a straight boom so it's pretty easy Uh feel it's got a nice detailed cockpit in it and stuff, and I might print some seats and put in it. But other than that, it's finished and flying. Um, it's just a two-blade head, but it's a fun helicopter. It looks good in the air. Nice. But the boat, I haven't talked about the boat, have I? No. The GI Joe boat? Yeah. I meant to look up when that convention was, but, you know, the, the main... Um, I guess you'd say hull of the boat, plastic hull of the boat was sold as a kit. And that basically they, they had like a plastic cast, uh, 
turret for the nose and the hull and a canopy and a few other pieces. Pretty nice kit for back then. And it seems like it was right around 70, 1970. They had this uh, Hasbro convention up there. And anyway, this guy sold this as a, a one six scale version of the one, um, you know, used in Vietnam, the PBR Mark II. And uh, he, what he didn't supply with it, he told you what to find that was commonly used things or commonly sourced uh, hobby parts that you could use to make like canopy bows and things like that. So it's a pretty nice kit, but most of them, I think it was only a hundred of them made. They went, you know, the way of the who knows what. And uh, probably ended up in a landfill or something. But every once in a while, a new unbuilt kit will pop up on eBay, and I found one. And it's about the same time I found a really nice uh, 3D uh, file on GameBody. They have, like, a lot of figurines from movies and TV shows and stuff like that. But they've got some cool, they've got some nice tanks on there and, and uh, they're really cheap. I mean, most of that stuff's like 20 bucks. I think I gave 17 for the PBR. And it's just really nice detail. So what I've done is I've chopped it up for the pieces I needed to finish this plastic one. I intend to print the whole 3D printed one out about probably about a 60-inch boat. And, but this one's 44 inches. So I've scaled all these pieces, all the captain stand and the... Um, the flooring, the rear fuel tanks, and I've cut it out and used a mesh, uh, mesh mixer to chop up a section. And the rear 50 caliber mount will actually cover up the engine and uh, the jet drive. And I'll just use some rare earth magnets to hold it on. And then those two doors, it, it's got two um, doors that open up from the floor. And that's all, you know, 3D printed. And inside of that was supposed to be like two fake 3D printed engines just for a static model. But, of course, I'm not going to use that. And I sliced the bottom of it off so I can put my batteries down in each one of those compartments. And they just have little doors that open up. And you've got your two center gun positions. One of them's a uh, 40 millimeter grenade launcher and the other is a uh, M60. So, got all that stuff just about printed out. I've got few more days probably parts to print out but it's come along really nicely I, I found the jet drive on thingiverse and it looked good and, and it's not scaled to the pbr but it really works good i've had it out in the kitty pool out here the dollar store kitty pool and uh, weighted it down with six cell batteries to get the water line about right and uh it, it did really good i was surprised it steered and reversed everything worked good yeah when you said you were putting six cells in that i was like oh man that's gonna be crazy <laughs> but i'm not gonna run it off six cells <clears throat> right oh, just a ballast i guess yeah i'm gonna put some um just some static weight i haven't decided what i'm gonna use yet you gotta pour lead down in the keel like a real boat yeah, yeah. i've got a bunch of fishing sinkers and stuff like that yeah so like what is the original a PBR, the toy that you bought? Yeah, it's a kit. Yeah, that's what it was, a PBR kit for G.I. Joe's. And uh, instead of, you know, trying to build it like they did, which was really crude and everything, I, 
I did have to cut it out some. I know the purists would just freak out, but um, I did have to trim some of it out. But I've sent you guys some pictures. You've, you've probably yeah. seen. But the way I'll, I made, I sliced the 3D printed parts to the right heights to fill in the gaps and everything. And once it's done, you know, you'll have several sections of floor there that you can lift up and access different things if you need to. And uh, I'm figuring just I'm going to run two large three-cell batteries in there and just, you know, run off of one till it gets low and then unhook it and plug it in the other one run it for – because you could run it for probably a solid day and a half on one battery. Is it – you said it was six-scale. Oh, yeah, one six-scale. There's one on eBay for $900, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah. cow. Yeah, he's <laughs> dreaming. He's dreaming on that. James you Desmond six scale PBR boat never completed. Yeah, look at the instructions on it right there and see what year it says. Uh, I don't know if it has oh he's got a lot of accessories. Yeah, the paperwork will be in one of them pictures. Yeah, let's see if I can read it. It's pretty pretty small. But it's kinda interesting, you know, it's probably just some dude in his own garage heard these things out, made him a mold and yeah. um, poured them out. But I figured, you know, I, I thought, yeah, you should have just waited instead of buying a $300 hull and 3D printing $19 worth of parts put in it. But um, the hull is so tough that what I'm going to be using this for, like when we go camping and stuff like that, yeah, um, that lake up there in East Asheville, I won't have to worry about banging the bottom of it and cracking it on rocks or anything like that. I'll just wear it out. I'm going to print a larger one out, but um, it's going to take a while. Yeah, I wonder if the, there's got to be a, a file, an SDL, or even a through just a 3D file you can break up. No, that's what I've got. I mean, guy. I bought it off of Game Body. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's the whole PBR. I'm talking the flags, guns, bullets, everything. Yeah, look on Game. I think it's Game Body. Game Body, yeah, that's a 3D site. Yeah, look for the PBR. The details just unbelievable. Oh yeah, I see it. Yep. Very cool. So I'm gonna scale it up, chop it out, and I'll put a jet drive in it too. You know, I so, used to think it was ridiculous to to pay for these files, but when you consider it to to what it actually saves you, uh, you know, if I tried to design something like this, it'd be I'd have to have the model in front of me. So I'd have to buy that first, you know, and then try and design it and take hours. Something like this uh, yeah. is, is hours, really cool. Probably more. I, I would have paid $100 for it and not batted an eye. I would have been tickled to death just to find the file. Oh, I'm looking inside. I see the door that you printed already, all that, that work around the, the uh, yeah. the uh, what, what, are, what do they call them, the driver of the boat? He's not a pilot, mm-hmm. right? Whatever the yeah. hell they call him. He's not the captain. He's the guy behind the wheel. Probably would be a pilot. He was, yeah, the rank was a captain, but I would say pilot would be the proper term for somebody that rode a re- riverboat. The helmsman. The helmsman. I wonder, I wonder if this is the same boat in Rambo 2 that came around blowing shit up. I nope. have to go back Apocalypse and Now is where that, bo- that boat got famous. Okay. I was going to ask if that was the same one. I thought oh, yeah. it was. Yeah. That's really got cool, the, dude. Got the radar dome up on top and everything. 
We'll have to have a uh, section, you know, to talk about boats. So uh, Mike Sobey can, like, throw himself down a flight of stairs. We'll talk about 3D printing and boats. Yeah. You know what? We ought to do a show on 101 ways to use recycled 3D uh, PLA spools. He would love that. I see Mike already threw, him down, threw himself down the stairs. <laughs> I, uh, I know one way to, to reuse them. I throw them out. I don't know what that's There's some nice files out there to make little organizers out of them. Yeah. If you ever know anybody needs them, send them my way. I'll tell you, George, what you're printing out and the files I'm seeing here, man, that's going to look amazing, dude, when it's done. Oh, the boat, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll turn out good. This is a nice site. I'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to look through it, man, for sure. Yeah, there's a decent little R2-D2 in there. Nice. I've got a... An old um, OH-6 military helicopter. It's got like a turret on the front of it. It's an MD-500 style, you know, egg. But it's weird. It doesn't have the same exhaust. It's got two um, exhausts that stick up out of the fuselage on either side. And the where the normal exhaust will be comes to a point, like a stinger on a bee. It's got little stub wings on it, kind of behind the rear doors. And, uh, like I said, some kind of a flare-looking type uh, device on the front of it. I did stick the skids on it and cut a piece of plywood and mount it in it so, you know, I can put some kind of uh, mechanics in it. But um, that's kind of a new project that's not uh, really been started on too much. I've got another, I've got a 600-size Jet Ranger. That was a good flying helicopter. Uh, it was actually Todd's Andy from down in the uh, Morristown. It, one of his little 3D helicopters, and um, I put it in that OH58 or Bell Ranger body. But I need to paint it and put the windows in it and stuff like that. But I, I'm getting to them. It's not like they're stalled out. Cool. But they're kind of in line. You know what this site reminds me of is, uh, you know, when we were kids, man, I couldn't I couldn't get enough of, of model kits, like whether it was cars or boats mm. or planes, trucks, whatever it was, man. I was constantly building model kits. Uh, just intrigued me the way things worked and, and how things, you know, were put together from like flat sheets of almost nothing, you know. And... This is similar, but you're creating the model kit. You know, you're printing out all the parts and building the model kit. Hacking them up. Yeah. Yeah, I like that it was not really designed to be used as a, um, you know, an RC model. But with with all the tools that's out there now, it's really easy to chop up and design and be able to put a a section in there to put a motor in and battery base. So, yeah. Kudos to this guy. I'm going to post up a really good review and pictures and everything of what I do to it once I get started on printing out the actual model itself. The hull design's a lot better. It's more of a V-hole where this plastic one's more of a flat hull. It's got a V-nose like the regular PBR. Above the waterline, it looks fine. but And it might be good, too, for shallow water. I put a stainless steel uh, grid uh, like 
not really chicken wire, but kind of like large strainer in there right before the uh, water intake. So hopefully it's not too restrictive. Okay. Don't want to suck anything real big up in it. Yeah. Maybe a small crawl dead. That'd be all right. <laughs> Shoot some uh-huh. sushi out the back. <laughs> Easy for you to say. That's all the projects I've got going right now that I can remember. Anything else or shall we move it on? We can move it on. We have some sad news. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as it turns out, unfortunately, there is no Planker segment this week. Mm. Everybody saw it coming. Everybody was like, Mm -hmm, Planker mm -hmm. was retiring. So, Mm -hmm. he's he's not retiring. Well, they all kept on giving him shit about not taking the actual week off, right? Or the couple <laughs> weeks that he said. So, <laughs> this is what you get. Just nah. saying. He's, no. <laughs> eh. he, he didn't put it to get one together this week. That's no big deal. Yeah. No, no, no. It's well deserved break that he really needs to take a break. Yeah. So, good. Yeah. He's going in for that implant, right? I think so. You know, thing. He, yeah, he's going um, in for some kind of operation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand. I'll have to Google that and see what kind of operation that is. Yeah, I just hope he's not on YouTube again after he gets it done because I've seen enough of that shit. I don't know what your search algorithm is coming up with. I don't know I either, don't dude. Like that. <laughs> I put in fluorescent lights. I get lesbians. I don't know. Oh, I don't shoot. know what what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, all right. So on that note, let's move it on to news and announcements. All right, news. Damn it. And <laughs> I am not editing that it. at all. I'm it. leaving it. it. Just like that. Announcements. Awesome. All right. So what do we have? Jeez. Jeez. Oh, so I saw this on Horizon Hobby. I don't know if it's new, old. It looks like it's new because it's on pre-order. Mm-hmm. But I'm so behind the times I, I post stuff and it's you guys are like, oh, yeah, we talked about this last year. So <laughs> I don't know. But it just caught my eye because I really like the, the micro version, the micro U, UMX version of the Habu. And they had a, one out years ago that was pretty large. And now I guess they're doing another one, a 70 millimeter EDF Habu jet. Smart jet. Yeah. Habu STS 70 millimeter EDF smart jet. Smart. Yeah. Well, it can't be smarter than me. I don't know. I don't got see a lot how of smart possible, but I don't <laughs> know. Maybe you got a lot of smart stuff, smart spectrum stuff, smart safe technology, all that smart stuff. Well, I'm looking at the PNP model. I know it comes uh, in another form, uh-huh. also, but that one's cheaper. If I was to get one, and I might, this one's two nineteen. Uh, you gotta add your own receiver and, you know, battery, obviously. How could it be smart if it doesn't have the receiver? Exactly. It's not as smart. It's not as smart. It has some ESC smarts, but not as smart. See, this, this <laughs> is an example of the ones where you'd really be better off with the bind and fly. Cause I mean, if the whole point of this is to make it easy to fly, are you not gonna need the AS3X and safe that's like designed around this plane. Mm-hmm. 
And the price difference, usually it's like a maybe sixty dollars. Yeah. yeah, like tops. Thirty bucks. Yeah, like thirty. You know, I've seen something maybe sixty, but yeah, this one's a big difference. And that's and too, if you have an issue with it, they're more likely to stand behind it if it's all their stuff. Sure. I think that's where eFlight has the advantage over some of these other companies. They sell a, a, a system that you bind to your your radio and stick a battery in it and go fly it. And there's just a lot of people that don't like to fool with putting a receiver in it and making sure they have it oriented right and make sure they um, have all their flight control surfaces going the right way and stuff. So. Now, I understand that the price jump is almost $200, and I, and I kind of get it looking at what you get for that. I mean, it's ready to fly. You're getting a, a radio, you're getting a charger, you're getting a battery, everything. Yeah. But I wish there was a little middle road, you know, give me right. the give me the receiver. Bind and fly. Bind and fly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I'm sorry, bind and fly. That would um, be great for maybe 249 yeah. or whatever. Bind yeah. and fly, 30 or right. $40 difference to me yep. is well worth it. Yes. Not full with it. Now, this one is very interesting. The ready-to-fly also comes with a sim, though. A simulator? It comes with a real flight. Training edition. Trainer wow. edition. Yeah, with a dongle, too. So you can plug it into your uh, DXE. Oh, well, this... Okay. I was trying to figure out, because it's not, It's always 30 bucks, but this is a ready-to-fly yeah, version. Yeah, on a right, bind-and-fly. Yeah. Okay. And it's we, good for people, I, we I guess, that, about you know, bind-and-fly want to just get into it from scratch and not know anything about it and don't really have anybody to help them. Yeah, well, this ain't the plane for that. But <laughs> it certainly isn't. I, I mean, know, I'm man. sure it flies great. It's easy to fly, but why would you start with an EDF? I mean, right. what, exactly. what is it? Because that's what everybody wants to start with. Well, not everybody, but lots of folks want to start with how something. Many like how many flight test videos did they do saying don't start with a jet? Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure, but I mean... You know, people tell other people that what they're doing is stupid, but they still do it. You yeah. know, they tell me not to start with warbirds. You know, uh, but at least maybe they made this version something that you can get into. Like their other, they have another jet that's very, that's very good with their receiver because you can like basically just like hand toss it and it'll just go. Like you know, it'll take off perfect every time, and. Maybe this is like it, you know? Maybe this takes all, all the yeah. hard stuff of flying a jet out by huh? using their technology, you know? Well, I was on a, a 3S. Um, mm. George, you know more about EDFs than probably the three of us combined. Is a 3S enough for a 70-millimeter EDF? That seems like not enough power. I wouldn't think so. No, I wouldn't think so either. It would have to be awful efficient. Because, I yeah. mean, a, a, an EDF light. is one of those things where, uh, like, with not enough power, you'll get more trouble than too much, it seems like. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess too much, it goes way too fast, but. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty. The smoke's nice. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you yeah. make a mistake, you don't have the power to, like, climb back out of it. Right. Right. It does say that it, it comes with a 4,000 milliamp 3s but down further it says it's 3s and 4s compatible yep yeah which, so which i would install. just go right for 4s i mean yeah geez. yeah me yeah. too i mean that's like i don't know i won't go there <laughs> it also has this optional landing assist sensor you can get yeah did you see that 
I'm yeah. still bringing it up. That's pretty cool. Uh, I guess that's if you're coming in, it's going to flare for you, it says. Yeah. Gre- grease the Automatic landings. flare control. Jeez. <laughs> I had one oh. of those yellow cubs that would land itself. Kind of. Uh, that thing it just has so much wing. You just chop the throttle and it just glides right down. <laughs> no, I mean it. It had the GPS land. Oh, did it? it have all that? Yeah, you can throw the radio over in the weeds and weeds. You know, and a a Prentice will land itself. Yeah. You just like get it lined up. If you got enough runway, it'll set down perfect. I'm, yep. dude. I am yet to see a newbie pilot with an apprentice land. Have that thing land itself. Every time I see somebody fly one of those things, they come in hard. It bounces huh. and it usually like tries to go gear over. And know, we have like end. we have like three or four at the club that show up. You know, Top not every weekend, but yeah, often. Yeah, just I when I was getting started, I landed mine a few times. It it had to land itself because it flew behind the building and I couldn't see it. <laughs> I, like, oh, I just chopped the throttle and flick the the whatever. I was like, well, I guess it's crashed. I walked back there; it's setting perfectly on its, you know, like perfect. Yeah, hmm. I don't like not even in a runway, just in a grassy spot, like perfectly on the wheels. Like, well, I'll be damned. Ten bladed EDF too. Must yeah, sound pretty- that's that's telling me uh, they probably did dial in the the three S setting to be as efficient as they could. I won't second guess them because I tell you they, I mean, these yeah. things get more and more efficient. Maybe they were able to add more thrust with less speed. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. not so fast, but have enough thrust, and also make the thing light enough, right? The lighter you make it, more yeah, efficient. True. Cool. All right, Kevin, get one, try it out, report back. Mm-hmm. I want to get one of those mambas. That, yeah, uh, that too. The planker got a sixty-inch one yeah. uh, for night flying. Wanted to get it last year. That's what George yeah. has, I think. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see that. I've got, I've got the ten as well, but it's not in real good shape right now. Been chewed up and spit out so many times. <laughs> Steel's great flying little plane. Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say it's awesome. It, it may not look great, but gosh, how much have you flown that? How much have you like crashed it and just screwing oh, around? It still flies, looping around the power line. Yeah, you know, That's flying around the top high voltage wire. And uh, and hitting and banging on it and yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just too much fun. I'll get out there doing that, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be laughing harder than anybody. That's usually what gets me. But uh, yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> he laughs so hard he gets tears in his eyes, and he can't see, and he hits the ground. Yeah, they're fun planes. At sixty, I I try to be a little easy on it. It you know it. Yeah, it'll <laughs> yeah, it's a lot heavier. It'll. When it hits the ground, it'll probably break. Two, it it would eat somebody up. That thing's got just unlimited vertical on it. Mm-hmm. Steve, didn't you get some one of these? What the Flex Innovations? I have the the night one. What is it? Oh, yeah. uh, we just have you ever fly that thing yet? Yeah, I flew it that one day. I brought it to field. I flew like uh, three or four times, and then I haven't flown it since. It was meant to be flown at like fun flies at night. Um, which one was it? The uh, it's an edge, right? It was, uh, it's an extra three hundred. Extra, yeah, yeah, that one, mm. the night I, one in red. All right. Yeah. 
All right. What else we got on this list here? We got several things, huh? Got some stuff from Nick Maxwell Products. The yeah. new Revo, Revo, seven hundred fifty millimeter blades, and the U Glow, which is the Micro Glow mm-hmm. onboard glow igniter, are in stock in limited quantities. Uh, available for Urcha Jamboree pickup only as of now. Mm-hmm. After Urcha products will. Uh, continue to be built and available for direct shipping. Nice. Nick, Max, Nick Maxwell products dot com and order yours and pick it up at the Jamboree. Mm-hmm. Attend. Okay. And that micro glow igniter is a thing our buddy uh, mm-hmm. Mike DePaulo has been working on, and yes, it looks like a really nice little glow igniter. Yeah. Very sweet. It's like mm-hmm. really small and lightweight. Awesome. And the price cannot be beat. It's $44.99. That is either. fantastic price. It can be activated with the button on it itself. It has a loud buzzer, or it can be done off your radio, just like a switch glow type, yep. type unit. Yeah. Pretty cool. Nice. I saw there's a new firmware for the, from YGE, if you're running mm-hmm. some of their ESCs. Uh, new control firmware, version 1.03410. Now available. Um, so check that out if you're running the, the new YGE ESCs. The, says the first batch of Sapphire 155s have already been delivered with this new firmware, so no update is necessary. Nice. So go check it out if you're if that's something you have. Update your stuff. I never knew what YG stand for. Stood for their name. What does it stand yeah. for? Young Generation Electronics. Hmm. Yeah. That's a little anticlimactic. Yeah. I would have just kept the mystery. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Unless it's Yoon Generation Electronics. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Then that, there you go. That's really cool. Yoon Gooder Electronics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Yoon's great electronics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're great when they light up. No. <laughs> um, uh, what I just want to mention this little uh, thing from an email I received oh, yeah. last week we talked about the Hobby King two point million dollar fine got an email says if you've been reading any industry gossip lately you will surely have heard about the insane two point million dollar fine announced by FCC for a handful of naughty products we stopped selling years ago. While we work to reduce this huge fine, we also need to raise funds to pay for it. And aside from selling our kidneys or signing up for COVID-19 vaccination trials, (laughs) we thought what better way than with the FCC 2.8 mega sale. Nice. (laughs) I just wanted to mention that because that's kind of funny and kudos to them for, Whoever wrote that had a little bit of sense of humor. Well, I think it's a little disturbing that the first thing they go for is to sell their kidneys. 
think that's a little disturbing, but whatever. I mean, that's probably the easiest way you're going to make anything close to $2.8 million. In, in yeah. China, I, I mean, guess. That, yeah. That's probably not as easy as sperm do- donation, but... but that's know. why I always say I'd give my left nut for something. It's <laughs> only so much blood you can sell. Mm-hmm. But... um so I guess that was the whatever you guys were talking about from a couple of years ago. They said they've stopped selling them. So I guess they just finally got around to telling them to find. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I mean, that's about the speed of the government. Mm-hmm. Five years from yep. fine yep. to realization. What I what I like about this email is that, like, they're not... You know they're they're very lighthearted about it, kind of joking with it, and they're not denying that they didn't sell products <laughs> years ago that was illegal, right? Like it's true. They're like, yeah, handful of naughty products we stopped selling years ago. Like they fully admit that what they did was, you know, most likely illegal and whatever. Yeah. And I like that they put a little joke spin to it, you know, with the the kids yeah, I mean, the COVID nineteen. Uh, like I think it's nice that right. anytime you, know, you can have somebody write something or, you know, put some humor to it and. Be good-hearted about it. It right. looks better, sounds mm-hmm. better, and seems better. Yeah. That's just my opinion. And I agree. Uh, new update for the V-Bar Neo 6.4. Yeah. Uh, looks like you found some features, Steve. I w- couldn't find shit. Yeah, so Brian posted from Mikado USA. Um. I don't know if it's a it's a blurb about the features, but also a blurb about the OMG version two heli compared to the Logo two hundred. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kind of read this off here. So at, at the six point four software, the, when you get the Pro Rescue version, it comes with anti gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that is, I have no. I guess it's like a hard deck where the heli won't let it go below. I'm guessing. Uh, well. I have no idea. From what little bit I heard about that, it was uh-huh. for like small helis like this 200, and it somehow manipulates the pitch. I guess it like bumps a little pitch up when you're doing flips and rolls and stuff. Oh, so it doesn't it, drop as much. Make, yeah, it doesn't drop as fast. So it flies like a bigger heli. That makes sense. Okay. That's 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 just what I've heard. I have no way to confirm that or anything. That's I mean, that makes something. sense. That That makes total sense to me. Makes it feel like a bigger heli by not yes. falling so fast. Yeah. So he also goes and you know talks about the logo two hundred, how it has the mini neo, and the mini neo will have it, but it's not configurable. Like it's it's just pre, you know, it just has it pre uh, loaded it's firmware. Um, if you bought the mini neo, you would have to buy the pro rescue to get that feature. Um, but if you bought a non-Logo 200 to get a Mini Neo to work on an OMG version 2, you would need to get purchase some custom Neo software to program the ESC because I guess the ESC, like the whole like built-in, you know, two servo, um, not two servo, but the two ESCs, right? Your tail drive and your main rotor motor. Um, it needs like a special software for the Neo to recognize those algorithms and stuff. Uh, is that so, going to be available? I guess you I don't know. Put a mini Neo on, uh, I don't know, something else. Blade two thirty S. Yeah, right. A Blade two thirty S. Maybe I don't know. I think, um, but the point he, I think he was trying to make is that, like, if you're holding out 
to buy an OMG and a Mini Neo and thinking you'll save some bucks by instead of getting that instead of getting a local 200 that you're wrong <laughs> and you know at the end of the day it's not worth it so don't even bother so go buy a logo 200 which will lead right to the next news announcements here yeah so the the logo 200 super combo which um bind and fly for a v bar control radio Got the ESCs. It's got the the Mini Neo with six point four uh-huh. um, stuff. Um, what do you need? Just a battery, I guess. A battery and a V control. Yeah. Yeah. And that is going to sell for five ninety nine. Six hundred bucks. Wow. Mm. And it looks like they're recommending a 3S 650 milliamp hour battery. Mm-hmm. Comes with VTX. Very interesting at 173 Those millimeters. that has got VTX painted on them. Yeah. Because they're not VTX shaped as far as I can tell. They look like the regular OMP blades, don't they? That yeah, weird, just... they got a weird shape, but it's not a VTX shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, aluminum rotor heads, watch plate, glass fiber airbrush canopy, micro digital servos with metal gears. That's all OMP stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so it, it's a OMP with a different carbon fiber frame, I believe. And the Mini Neo is what else is different? I mean, the canopy's painted. Canopy, the blades are painted, you know, different. I mean, there might be more. How mm-hmm. much is the uh, how much is the OMP model? Two hundred fifty. Uh, which I think there's a couple of versions, but it's like yeah, three hundred. I think two eighty. How much is a Mini Neo? Um, I don't know. Knowing Mikado, probably three hundred bucks. <laughs> so I mean, there's no. What I'm thinking is there's no, really no difference between the price of buying and. M2 and then buying the Mini Neo, you might as well just buy this, right? Yeah, yeah, if you fly V-Control. If you fly V-Control, yeah. Yeah, if you fly if anything you don't, else, might but, as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, of course. But I'm saying if, you, if you're if you going to fly V-Control and you want a Mini Neo, well, then yeah. this makes sense. So I guess the uh, ready-to-fly model is gone, or are they still doing that where they're including a transmitter? No, I don't think they're doing I that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It still if, says in the write-up, bind and fly, ready to fly. I know, but I don't think that. No. I think they're ready to fly is different than the rest of the universe. The world. <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to think of who this would be for, and I guess it's. It's for anybody that wants a small heli and can't live without their V-control. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's who it's for. So probably lots of folks, and actually. The person yeah, that doesn't want to do much setup or doesn't want to build like an oxy or anything like that. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or something uh, they just want to keep in the car with them, you know. Yeah, just, what size are the blades? Steve said 173. 173. Yeah. So is this the size of like a oxy two? Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, maybe just a tad smaller, like in length, because oxy twos can even at their like normal trim can do I think one eighty. Right, like actual. Yeah, yeah. So 
I wonder how that would compare then price wise because time you bought a mini neo and one of those and outfitted it'd probably be about the same too yeah, wouldn't it probably because yeah. you got to put an esc and a servos yeah yeah but those things are all super cheap like for that size like micro servos and you know what is it like a i think it's a 25 amp esc Did you build one for 200 no uh, you couldn't build one for two bucks you couldn't build one for 300 bucks but Without a fiberless unit, you could probably build for three hundred bucks. Oh well, no, I don't know what's the kit. Oh. The kit's like, yeah, I don't know what the kit is. Yeah, I don't remember what the kit costs us, but yeah, that might. Yeah, I don't think you can build it for that. But yeah. I mean, well, this might know. be a little higher. I don't know. I'm t- I'm just looking at what like is comparable and stuff. Uh-huh. But. Yeah. You know, I mean, not obviously not performance wise. I think this will probably way outperform. A Blade 230S, but like if you compare those two price wise, oh, yeah, but you know, but yeah, I mean, that ain't fine like that stuff. So. Apples and oranges. Oxy 2 Sport is 187 for the kit. So 187, probably 100 bucks for servos, 120 for servos. Uh, ESC is probably like 40 bucks, 30 bucks. Motor is probably not that much either, 50 bucks. 187 plus 120 plus 40. I don't know if it comes with What's a motor? Motor's probably 40 bucks, 50 bucks tops, yeah. Such a we're small up, little motor. We're already up to 387. Now we got to mm-hmm. add blades, or does the kit come with blades? It comes with blades. Kit comes with plastic blades? Yeah. So a receiver and a fly barless or a mini Neo. Yeah. Well, not even a mini Neo, but like just a regular Neo fits on an Oxy too. So you don't, you wouldn't have to put a mini per se if you didn't care about that. That's 350. Yeah. Um, but pro rescue if you want that anti gravity stuff. So that's up to seven thirty seven. Oh wow. Yeah. So my whole point is is while the six hundred dollars looks very expensive for this, and it is in a lot of ways, it might not be out of range for a comparable something else. Right. No, for sure. Yeah, I thought it was definitely gonna be cheaper to go the oxy route. <laughs> And you could probably put cheaper stuff in it, but maybe get the price equal. But anyway. Or if you had stuff, you were that kind of guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sure, sure. Now, if you already have a bunch of stuff. This is kind of made for that guy that wants to just take it out out of the box and fly it. You know, bind it to his radio and that's it. Yeah. Go flying. Steve. (laughs) Who, me? No. No. I like building. I don't have any. Well, I do have one helicopter, but that's like 1970s. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. It's, no, it's made for Kevin. Too. He likes logos and he likes his view control. I, I only like my oh. 690 and my 550. I like that. Well, that's and, and, logos. <laughs> I like my I like my Oxy 5. Which is really funny because this this logo <laughs> has a metal head while his does it. <laughs> but I don't like him this small. Yeah. Uh, not, anymore. This, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, I don't like anything this small, to be honest. Yeah. Can't see it. I mean, dude, the 690 has been, been really good to me. And, uh, you know, unless I smash it to the point where I can't get it fixed correctly, I'll be flying it for a while. Yeah. It's been a good helicopter. I've been really uh, enjoying it since I got yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. We're just giving you shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, I if I would have gotten a deal and had a... Uh, not a deal, but I mean, if I would have gotten whatever, any other model and had the same amount of luck with it, 
and I'm sure they're every they're all good, man. I'd be still be flying that one. Uh-huh. I mean, the 570. I probably that was probably one that I could. I was just the last couple flights I had on that. I was just starting to be able to con- get that thing under control because every other flight I had had up to that point was kind of like but, I was always on the edge of being out of control with that thing because it was such. Yeah. It was just way too much more uh, heli for me and my skills at the time. They say these things, the tail really works well, but I still don't see how a motor tail could hold as well as like the Oxy-2 with the belt tail. Yeah. I mean, is that possible? Like, physically? I don't know. I mean, I got, I have flights on the blade that the club bought, and it seems to hold okay as far as like funnels and stuff, but. No, I could blow that tail out though, if I wanted to. Yeah, and I know you've flown an Oxy two more, so you would have a little bit more knowledge. And I can blow out the tail in Oxy two also. Right, so, so. so there you go. Yeah. yeah. So like to me, they're both equally, you know, meh. I want to see you boom strike an Oxy two. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, that that'd be very hard. Well, <laughs> actually, I feel like I boom strike an Oxy two with plastic blades before. Yeah. Like I, I felt like I've heard a tap. Yeah. And so I, I know you definitely did the Oxy three. They're yeah. saying a 3S <laughs> 650 milliamp hour flight times four to nine minutes. Yeah, because the range of the head speed. You look but at the range of the head Even speeds. at 2,500, which is really low, you think you could get nine minutes? Maybe just hovering? Yeah, not really flying it. Practicing, maybe? I don't know. But 7,000 RPM, that's like, you know, goblin. You know, two fireball. minutes, probably. Yeah, that's like a minute and a half, two minutes, and your pack is like done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get ready, get ready, Mike. It'd be like, yeah, that's real time. You get one minute of flight, and then the next ten seconds, it just starts getting slower and slower. Yeah, check it out. Uh-huh. Logo 200, Mini, V-Bar, Neo, Neo, Mini Neo, Mini V-Bar? What are they calling it? Neo Mini? Neo Mini. Neo Mini. Just bind and fly. Yeah. Cool. And one last thing. I saw the Oxy-5 Nitro is shipping, and yeah. they have the manual uh-huh. available. I'm going to download that and take a look at it. An updated one, too. I think they already gone to, like, Revision 4 or something. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, check that out. Cool. I'm sure I'll pre-ordered see one, one you should. Yeah, if you soon. pre-ordered one, you should be seeing it soon. Yeah. Sweet. And I do like that um, Luca totally redid this one from the prototype. There's a lot of differences, you know, main yeah. gear, size, CG. He fixed a lot of things. Well, so. he, I mean, can you ask for a better way to do it, though? Mm-hmm. You know, put something out there, and if it needs fixing, fix it. Don't yeah. just don't just push it to market with the flaws in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, it sucks that we had to wait a year, basically. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather have some, I'd rather wait a year and have, product that's good and works and stuff then get something quicker that has flaws yeah and this is a year with like 
COVID too, right? Like, you know, yeah, like that's he, true there too. was other, like he had to shut down for a couple of weeks. Like there was a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah prob- you're right. Stuff. It probably would have been out like yeah, a little April sooner, or maybe. May or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he could have Microsoft us, just put it out there and, oh, here's an update. Or just put it out there and then sold all the parts to make it correct. Yeah. That's upgrades. Yeah. Paint them red. Mm-hmm. Anodized red. It's got to be an upgrade. It's red. Cool. <laughs> We're such a bunch of dicks. <laughs> you guys <Yes>. really are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. Us guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Is that it? <laughs> That's um, all I can remember. How's that? All right. Sounds good. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. Okay, what's next for you guys? I am flying. Yes, me too. Saturday. Yes, guaranteed. me too. Are you coming down Saturday? Yep. You're going to South Jersey? Yep. Awesome. Yes. I'm working Friday early and I'm working Sunday, but I'm coming down on Saturday for today. All right. Awesome. Yeah, so there should be some good times. Um, you know, Rob is holding a little, not a fun fly, but a fun fly. Just I don't know. Up. Just a meetup, yeah, yeah, really. It's just a meetup of folks that couldn't make it to Richard this year, um, you know, yeah. that are in this area, like myself. It's the like not Urcha Funfly. Yeah, so we're gonna go and meet up with some good friends and and fly some helicopters. You know, something yep. I haven't done. Feels like I haven't done in a while. You haven't done it in a while. Yeah, I got. Oh, you know, what? I totally forgot to put this in what I what I do this past week, but I I. Totally forgot. I upgraded my Kraken with that uh, the shaft, the shaft oh, that the, the, the hardened shaft, not the weakened shaft, but the hardened shaft. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nice hard shaft. Now. Yeah, now it's got a nice hard shaft. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real good now. <laughs> I don't know. I never noticed the difference with that thing, but um, yeah, it's uh, it was quite easy. And you know, one thing. I mean, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a Goblin fanboy, whatever. You know. You get the shaft, and you're like, "Cool, I got the shaft. It shafted me." No, but um, but they didn't <laughs> shaft me, you know. And this is why they didn't shaft me because even though it was the part, the only part that was, you know, whatever bad, right, was just the shaft. The hardening process didn't take. So, but they don't just give you the shaft. They give you the shaft. Give you all the um, shims. They give you all the bolts. So any bolts you take out, you basically just put right, put new bolts right in. They, you know, like I couldn't understand it. It was like they gave you all these extra things, and I was like, okay, like I have four flights on my, like everything's still new, but I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I really do appreciate that. Like, you know, they don't just like, okay, here's the bad part, but here's the bad part. Here's the all the bolts that you need to replace the bolts that were on there. You know, and here's clear-cut instructions, step-by-step, exactly what you need to do to do it without removing servos, without removing any wires, without doing anything, but just five bolts tilted over. I mean, you take the head off, but you take five bolts, you take the whole transmission apart, and you put it right back together. And it's like, it really amazed me when I saw that and when I, that whole experience of, of having to wrench on a helicopter, right? Like, this wasn't something that I did. I didn't crash it or I didn't wear something out, but, you know, it's something that you had to kind of fix because they found a problem and they, and they addressed it. And it was just amazing that the way that everything was like very well thought out, you know, like 
they care. <laughs> so I was very impressed. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, and I'll chime in. I'm not a goblin fanboy. I actually don't own a goblin. But mm-hmm. like we were just talking about with Oxy, um, you know, kudos to SAB for stepping up and saying, "Hey, we found this is a problem." Yeah, you get a free bag of parts to fix it. Yeah, you know, whereas some other companies would just sell you the V2 shaft, right? And it dies red. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, just getting back to what's next for me. <laughs> I yeah, it's just I want to get flying, um, and then it's gonna be a lot of packing, and I got to get some more work done on the Miata. Um, the past couple of days, I've just been like, oh, man, I've been working like you so better hard. Better hurry up! Water. You got to drive that thing to Virginia. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not driving that thing down to Virginia. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be hopefully at a part where like most of it's back together. But just I still have a couple of things that I want to do. Toe strap, so. tie it behind your truck, pull it down there. I was just gonna put in a bed of the truck. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, it's so small. Put the gate down. I'll be fine. Um, yeah. So work on the Miata pack. Go fly Saturday with some good friends. Enjoy the hobby. Cool. Cool. All right. Nice. Well, Kevin, you said you're going down Saturday too, right? So what's, what's next for you? That's it, man. Uh, yeah? Yeah, and I'm just going to have some fun down at the field, man, hopefully. Looks like nice. it's going to be a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it, man, for me. I don't know if I'll be simming Friday. I'm not sure. We're starting really early. Not sure what the day's going to bring but i'm sure if, if i'm around i'll be on yeah i'll plan to sim on too i, sh- I should be able to make it this friday nice what about you guys for me yeah more 3d printing oh, suck man. it Sobe. oh boy suck it, Sobe. <laughs> i love it <laughs> i'm gonna try out some abs i'm sure that'll be a freaking nightmare from what i understand yeah. but hell Try it and see. See what happens. Just crank it up. Just crank see it if up. I can, yeah, see if I can make some shit pop off the bed and get a spaghetti pile going. <laughs> you never know till you try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So play around with that. Um, Maybe I'll get out and do some flying. Yay. This weekend or something. Yeah. That's probably it. I would say I'll start on one of these projects that have been stalled, but I'd be mm. lying. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> we need something else to talk about next year. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mr. Tired Iron? I'm probably doing the same old, same old. You know, out here living in the hangar, printing parts. And uh, not only 3D printing parts, but, you know, hacking up 3D printed parts. and. hmm you know, designing 3D printed parts and thinking about 3D printed parts. That's for yeah. you, Sobe. Whoever you are. He goes to bed at night, closes his eyes, and he sees uh, 3D CAD software behind his eyelids. Yeah, I see these plastic printed models tying me up with PLA. His <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> no, like models, like supermodels. Okay, so that's a good dream then. Exactly. He's talking about plastic supermodels tying them up. 
How to read Princess? With, with PLA. With PLA. It's a daydreaming thing, just, you know. He keeps talking about this, guys. I'm going to go over there one day. He's going to have a life-size real doll sitting there printed out of plastic. I'm sorry. That's all we have time for. Uh, our next caller. Yeah. I don't, don't want to hear anything about this. Scare me to death. You wait and see. I'm thinking about working on some full-scale stuff. There you go. And he's going to walk in. Welcome to Tired Iron. George Baker uh-huh. is in the back. Oh, Westworld. Yep. All right. Um, Westworld. Let's, let's move on to listener pipeline. We got All a right. voicemail? We do have a voicemail or two. Just a reminder, AccuRC has their own Discord channel. If you haven't joined it, do. And then you can ask, ask all those questions that you're asking as part of the thing. Take requests. You know, they are very responsive in their Discord that I've seen. Anyhow. Take it easy, guys. Steve Wattenberg here. Bye. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Steve's the man. All right. We mentioned that, actually. Yeah, and and we have another. uh, We have two more. Here's the next one. And that's what I get for not listening to the whole show. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You could ignore my previous comment. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Uh, That's all right, Steve. <laughs> He's actually not the first person to do that. All right, and the last voicemail we have. Hey guys, uh, Shaggy here. Just calling to, you know, just kind of say that sucks you guys aren't able to make it to Earth Track, and I understand the reason. But uh, we're having a blast out here. It's a great event. Uh, we miss you guys. Uh, wish you were out here. Uh, have a good show tonight, and uh, look forward to. Hear from you guys soon. Oh, awesome! Thanks, Shaggy. Shaggy. That was a really nice message. Yeah, great. And we actually understood you. (laughs) Better cell service at Urchin. Yeah, uh, better service in Muncie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sad. I'm not there too, to be honest. But you know, is what it is. Yeah. Hope you guys are having fun. Yeah. Uh, You did miss a voicemail. Kevin from Saturday. Did I? All right. Well, why I still got it going here, let's play this one from Saturday. Hi, guys. Paul over at Peekamoose. I'll try not to sound so laconic this time. Uh, Imagine my surprise that you guys would do, like, the ultimate um, flight sim. Okay, now I'm just zoning out again. The ultimate (laughs) flight sim, sim session podcast right after I commented about posting it online. Anyway, good idea. All right. Keep them flying. Bye. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he suggested maybe um, recording one of our sim things and putting it on YouTube. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll have to sit down and try and figure that out. I didn't even stream it last time. I was just like into my drink and into flying, and I was like, okay. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that, and that's part of it's just the you got to be there kind of thing. But yeah. it's still not a bad idea. Maybe we can figure that out or do a special session or something. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe we can like alternate from streaming on 
Twitch or you know you could do YouTube Live, stream it there, and then I'll just save it there. Yeah, I'll try it out. Yeah, couldn't cool. be that hard. There's a lot of people smarter than us doing it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, do we have any others, or do we need people to call us at nine seven three nine three six eight nine three six? Leave us a voicemail. Okay. Okay, let's wrap it up. All right. All right, Facebook likes. We are at 1,315. That is plus zero from last week, so we have no new likes. Oh, we stalled out. Stalled oh. out. You know, we started and we stalled. Uh, okay, Facebook comments. What do we have? Uh, we have some comments, mainly by our beloved William Anthony on our last <laughs> episode. Yes. <laughs> 236 sim life uh he just could not stay off the keyboard this week yeah and he put uh one of the comments is this just in nasa gets one million dollar fine for using their hobby king fpv gear on their mars helicopter also nasa gets a five thousand dollars fine for flying an unregistered drone on mars (laughs) Uh, bill anthony also said Love it. Youngster puts together a top 10 flight sim article to generate some interest in the RC. Meanwhile, Freefall spends an hour tearing it apart. No, that's what we do, dude. That's what we do, yeah. You should know firsthand about <laughs> yes. us tearing something If you're going to write an article, you should put at least 10 minutes worth of effort into research. Yes. That's all we're saying. Uh, let them uh-huh. know when the local school gets out. Maybe they can pick on some more kids. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gonna pick on Bill this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna want your lunch money, dude. Uh and somebody yeah, somebody from Freefall said William Anthony Brown sucks. And then William Anthony also said, What's wrong with Kevin's mic? Last week it was fizzled out and quiet, barely hear him. Now it's too loud and clear. Ugh. And then somebody from Freefall said he wanted to remind people what Kevin was like last year at Urcha <laughs> with the megaphone. Yes, on the megaphone. <laughs> Once again, Bill Ann commented why am I the only one commenting on this episode? <laughs> and is Steve going to read all my stupid comments? Planker episode was awesome. And somebody from Freefall said, Kevin reads all the um, comments, or Kevin reads the comments. Do you really listen to our episodes? <laughs> and he wrote, he doesn't read them when he's not there. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know. This is why I don't read them. I'm a little disappointed in... Uh... I guess it was you, Steve, for even commenting. It would have been better if all these comments were just Bill all by himself. <laughs> Nobody would jump in. No, he can't do that. Oh, he already probably feels himself. alone. <laughs> it would yep. have been funnier. I mean, yeah. only because he com- He said, why am I yeah. the only one making comments? Yeah, why is that, Bill? It went from not hearing from him at all right, for like four months to now he's got like 20 comments yeah. proposed. <laughs> He's the only one we've been hearing from. Shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yep. Awesome. What else we got? Uh, I posted a few videos of the LED lights I had on my oh. uh, R2 project going on and just to show people what was going on. I mean, I don't know if anybody's even into it, but I'm just showing the progress I've been making. And I think All I can say is if you're not into it, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. If you're not into it, something oh, bad wrong with you. Yeah, you're wrong. And I got the hinges working on all the doors on the domes, dude. It's freaking hysterical. (laughs) Like, I cannot believe this stupid thing is 3D printed. And uh, 
I can't wait to. I'm. I the boards that control all that shit should be here pretty soon, probably this week. And once I get that all wired in, you'll see that all working, and it's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be, be amazing. It's gonna be a riot. Yeah. I gotta figure out how to move the hollow projector thing around. Uh, there's three of them, and there's two servos per, and then like a LED to move them around. It should be should be pretty good. You're talking about the the eyeball thing where it goes in and out. Uh, it's the projector. There's, yeah. There's three of them Turns. on the dome. They kind of move up and down and okay. around. Yeah. Yeah. You know how the eye kind of goes in and out? Doesn't it kind of rotate and like a lens on a camera? Or did it? Mm, no, I, I don't, don't think know. So. Maybe. Okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. It, it moves around kind of like a vector thrust nozzle. Yeah, Exactly. The main eye, I mean, in the film, it was a, there was a dude in there. So there's even, at some point, you can actually see the, you can kind of see, almost Flinch. see him in there. Yeah, see his finger. And what's <laughs> funny is the, the little blue and red light that's in the front on the dome, you know, back in the 70s, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but they had a little wheel that he had to move for it to change from, it was like a red gel and then a blue gel. So mm-hmm. it doesn't actually change from like red to blue instantaneous so whoever wrote the led software actually mimicked that to where it kind of like wipes across it's nice, pretty cool yeah. man the back the back one does the same thing it's mm-hmm. just think if they had had this one back when they made the movie oh yeah yeah it was amazing well, I mean, what they did back then it really was yeah but yet yeah, it's all i saw on facebook okay uh, let's see. Do we have any listener posts? I don't know. I don't think so. Right? I can't. It doesn't look like it. No. Or it's not coming up right on this phone. Yeah, I've been having trouble trying to get it to, uh, to see the visitor post for some reason. Let me try on my computer here. Yeah. yeah. Two days ago, Ian Joe posts, Sorry, Michael Shaggy Parker. I couldn't resist. And it's a... Uh, a meme with like the actual Scooby Doo. It says Great Eagle Junior. Shaggy, 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 Shaggy. Whoop! Zoinks! <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I still can't believe he does all that with his phone. He doesn't even do. do wait, wait, like, what? Yeah, he said that on Friday that he does all of that stuff on his phone. He doesn't even memes wow. and posters and everything on his phone. Really? Photoshop or anything? Photoshop? None of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Impressive. And uh, two days ago, Mike the Planker posted a video clip saying "Rocking Out." Oh yeah, he he posted this because his radio. He's always complaining about his radio at the field. How it only gets one station, and it's like we're, we're like, "Oh, is this a new song?" And it's like Skinner, and we're like always busting on his radio. And I okay. said to him, "I said the first Billy Joel song I hear, I hear, dude, I'm throwing that radio in the woods." And he was like, okay. He goes, if I hear Eye of the Tiger, uh, I'm going to throw that radio in the woods. And I was like, okay. So then later on, I was like, hey, I called the radio station. I, I tried to request Eye of the Tiger because I want to see you throw that radio in the woods. It was just like we were going back and forth about the music all day. Okay. <laughs> so that's why he posted this. Ah, uh, okay. And I don't even know. This isn't. Rocking out again, dude. So that, that's the planker. 
Yeah, that's that's that's, that's why he posted that. Uh, that wasn't Billy Joel. All right. <laughs> so, do we have any website comments? <laughs> uh, what a waste of time. We, well, we got to have a planker show up. Yeah, we got a little bit of planker there. Even though he didn't show up. Website comments. Dude, I saw nothing from the website. Nothing from the email, nothing from the website. Everybody's out. Everybody's out doing stuff. End of July. And they're like, holy shit, the summer's almost over. I got to do something. Yes. Now it's August. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to check Podbean. Yeah, Podbean comics or Pod people Bean. Podbean. There was a lot of activity on Podbean, and it came from one guy, Mr. John Partridge. He must have been on a road trip to freaking Alaska because he liked episode. I'm not even going to be able to do them in order. 213, Last of the Hobby Shops with Shannon Turner. He liked episode 231. Go bag of tools. Two twenty eight. Open the door. Two thirty three. Independence. Two thirty. Safety dance. Two thirty five. Oldest sheet. Uh, Two thirty six. Sim life. Then two twenty seven. Budgets. And J P R T H C started following us. So thanks, guys. Awesome. All right, Poppy comments. So last week we had some, I don't know, text from a different language. Yes. I don't know what it was. Yes. Um, I did finally figure out how to pull that comment or get that comment loaded on a web page so I can put it in Google Translate. And it's, um, oh shoot, what was the language again? I forgot what it was. Burmese or something like that. Ah, uh, one second. You know, I remember I put it in the old show notes. Let me just look that up real quick. Arabesh? No, no, it's like... <laughs> I thought you said Burmese. Yeah, something like that. Maybe it was Burmese. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Oh, it's... um. Mandalorian? Oh, uh, that was my joke, dude. Arabesh. Gilardi? Gilardi? What is it? I don't know. Some language. And it basically says tick in greatness, which I'm guessing is a loosely translated TikTok into greatness. And on that note, we had uh, Jay Parcher says, for those who don't know how to Google Translate, tick in <laughs> greatness is what he, what he wrote. Ah. Um, and then he wrote something else, but I can't. Well, here's the problem. I have no way. You can't cut. Or you can't copy Copy paste doesn't work in this comment, so I don't know how the hell he figured out how to get that. Into because Google. if you go to the the Podbean site, you can get to those comments eventually. I I I found okay. it, but it was like literally I had to click on like thirty different things, and I finally got to it. So yeah. Maybe, it'll take me. I, I think John uses some kind of weird ass phone of some sort, like Google or Android or some dumb shit like that. So he might <laughs> be able to copy and paste it. We can't. Uh, yeah, maybe John is Gray Eagle Jr. How about that? Ooh, because there is some additional text on there which I have would have to translate in Google if I can get mm. to it. So I wonder. Hmm. Mm. Ooh. Did we just figure out who Gray Eagle is? He may have just made a fatal flaw. I made it just crack the flipping code. Yeah. Seriously. Huh. The Da Vinci Code was cracked. 
Let me see if I can get to that comment that he left so I can figure out what he wrote in that comment. I mean, do I, do I have to say I was just kidding about the Android? I'm sure I pissed off. 50, More than half our listeners. 52% of all our listeners. Yes. It's a joke, guys. Yeah, I think you pissed them off 52 seconds into the show. Dude. What did I say then? I don't know. You said something. You pissed me off. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Freaking George. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, man. So I could get to his comment. I found the comment, but I can't see the rest of his comment because it's cut off because it's in like a stupid little sidebar navigation thing in the dashboard here. All right, whatever. Let's move it on. Yeah, iTunes reviews. What do we got? Uh, I see nothing new on iTunes. Oh, boy. So drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefarc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freefarcpodcast. Uh, let's see. Check out our webpage, freefarcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris. Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, Other Than Flight Test Podcast, Free Forcey Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hey, or say hi to him maybe on Friday. Maybe he'll join us for another sim session. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fellow podcasters. Ugh. Uh, these guys. <laughs> Heliheads Podcast. Uh, uh, that's Scott, Paul. Goober and Cooter? No. Scott, Dan, Steve, um, Sobe, Mike Sobe, and Kevin. Yes. <laughs> Telerotor Podcast. Telerotor is Rich, Mike, Rich, and Robert. Uh, BKRC. That's Bert and Kyle. Last I checked. Right. Unless there's yeah. two other guys doing that show now. Who? BK what? BK <laughs> Hobbies. RC Roundtable. That's with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Fitz has been doing some crazy videos on YouTube. Uh, Hobby View, I think, is the name of his channel. I always have to think of it at the last second. I think it's Hobby View, yeah. He's flown some pretty good stuff lately. Nice size P51 and does a lot of plane stuff, but uh, check him out, man. He's got a great channel. Like He does a, he shoots a lot of video, really professional, and then does a voiceover, and he does a great job with the voiceovers describing everything mm-hmm. going on. Uh, really good channel. Awesome. Uh, let's see. RC After Hours. That's with Andre. A high Voltage. With Bobby Watts. <laughs> Skids Up. Skids Up. That's with uh, Paul, Frank, and Javier. Inverted Down Under. That's with Ozzy, Mozzy, and Jeff. Uh, Park Flyer Podcast. Park Flyer Podcast is with um, Mike, Jay, and Mike. Houdini RC Heli Podcast. That's with um, Richard Houdini and um, the guy who I thought I met, uh, Brent Gottliber. <laughs> Brent Gottliber. <laughs> and then yeah. another guy. I forget who's, who's the other guy. Uh, Kenny. 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 You yeah. met him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I met, you met I met, him. I met Kenny. Yeah, yeah. at Rich at the uh, Only Fun Heli Tent. Oh, geez. Yeah. Cool. Check out uh, Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Sorry, I forgot Kenny. Bam! Somebody I wish I could forget. Bill Ann. 
Still and YouTube. <laughs> Can't wait to see him this weekend. Oh, man. I'm going to break all sorts of COVID violations. <laughs> uh, leave Bill alone. Come on. I love Bill. Bill knows I love him. You know, I, He knows he's a good dude. Yeah. I give him a hard time. All right. Well, thanks to our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Riva <Arrivederci>, baby. <laughs> With Matt Ruddick. <laughs> I'm right. a dirt Jew. I'm a dirt Jack. Do I pick on Bill too much? No. I don't think. I think we've been quite easy on this. Fucking power's been out since like 2 30. Wow. But I got internet and I got my generator, so. Man. Dumbass clicky mouse. Clicky mouse. Yeah. I'm the unlucky 50. I'm the lucky 50. <laughs> Time to go. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Alright, let's I get a glitching. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know how good this is going to be. Can you hear me? I hear George. Yes. Hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hey, George. I hear George glitching. Mm. Sound like Shaggy. So, Kevin, I guess it's me and you. Yeah. So, what do you want to do the show about? Um, anything really? <laughs> what movie did I just watch? Oh, I watched Scott Pilgrim again. I felt like Iron Man last night and this morning. You felt like him, or you felt like watching it? I felt like Tony Stark. No, I drove a truck all day yesterday and I didn't have anywhere to put my phone. So when I got home, I fired up Fusion 360 and designed a mount. Put it, started printing, went to bed. And when I woke up this morning, I had a perfect mount for my phone. Nice. Truck. I was like, damn, if I had some AI to control it, it'd be just like Tony Stark's garage. Yep. <laughs> You know, go to bed, design something, go to bed, and wake up. You got a brand new shiny part. Yep. Yeah, oh, your connection is bad. Hold on. Hey, Kevin, have you ever worked in Fusion and Mesh Mixer and all these other 3D apps so much that you'll be on the web and you'll be trying to right click and rotate an image to get a better <laughs> yeah. view? Of it? I yeah. do it all the time. All the time. Yep. Like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <clears throat> I haven't played any games since I played on PCs with keyboards and a mouse. Yeah, that's still what we use. Okay. Yeah, but when he was playing, Kevin, he had to top in. Go north. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three degrees to the right. Go no, I had to that. change. Grab I had to change, axe. Uh, I had to change uh, his... Hex hexagonal equations hexadecimal? to uh, yeah hexadecimals to uh, to move hit troll save it and save it in a notepad. <laughs> I had to wait for that Sierra logo to go away before I could start my game. <laughs> <laughs>